theme song. The Hello Kitty thing. Like, it makes me laugh every time. So I just won't watch it. And that is why I get so much hate. He means Courtney Cox. Up Gitchy Gitchy Goo means that I love you. Every kiss begins with K. <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know, man. Let's get back to the point. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Back to the Point, the official podcast of Close Call Entertainment. I am your host, Brad. This is your host, Seth. Hello, hello. And without further ado, we have a very special guest here that is going to tell you some of his credentials. Because um, I did not know. <laughs> um, well, I didn't. Wow, I need to have news. I need to have credentials. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure. I Wait, can't you have no news? Prepared. You have no credentials? <laughs> you should check them at the door. No, hi. My name is uh, Nick Worthwine. I do a thing here and there in uh, media production, reality TV, feature films. He is Just, a friend of the podcast and a friend of mine that uh, we indeed. have been trying to get onto the podcast for a while now. Been a couple mm-hmm. months coming, yeah. When mm-hmm. we first met on set, I was like, whoa, you do a podcast? I want to latch onto that. Let me leech <laughs> off of you. And, <laughs> I want to be a parasite to your content. <laughs> absolutely. No, no, I just thought it was really cool because I've been, been dashing around the idea of a podcast for a while to meet someone who was around my age already doing it was just really cool so Mm -hmm. i'm happy to finally be on board and be a part of your guys's thing today thank you for having me of course course. we love having guests it's a pretty fun time for all of us it is a fun time my favorite moment from our show is we had our friend jamie on the podcast and it's we have a it's a snippet at the end and he tells a story about how like he will just cry like like it'll just like a single tear he doesn't notice but sometimes other people will see it and be like oh my god are you okay yeah that's so mysterious <laughs> and we all just start laughing towards the end and it ends with me like we're all dying laughing and it, it just ends with me going like I dropped my glasses <laughs> <laughs> and it's my favorite moment yeah, that's the same well, I gotta catch up on my on my lore then I need to go back and watch those episodes and find that moment now <laughs> absolutely there's a lot of them as should everyone listen yes to absolutely <laughs> watch all of the old episodes and the new ones and any future ones mm-hmm. yeah. travel through time locate all of them yes see all the news will be old, but the content will be fresh. It'll it's take fun that back. he said travel through time, too. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> so it's called foreshadowing in the yes, business. Yes, um... Future-proofing. <laughs> Future-proofing. I've never heard of that one. I love that, though. Um, well, we've got some news today. Seth, you've got some news. Yeah, I do. Let's hear the news. All right, first thing, um, My Hero Academia Vigilantes to get an anime adaption. Yeah. Um, have either of you... Know no. what this one is? I know that they're vigilantes. Mm-hmm. But you know that? Do you know? Nick? Um, I know. I'm, I'm, as far as I'm aware, this is some Japanese cartoon. Oh, you don't know My Hero? I know. I know what okay. My Hero Academia <laughs> is. I, I've never watched through it personally, but a bunch of my friends are very much into it, and I'm aware of the concept. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, as far as this news goes, eh, well, know. it's a separate manga series set mm-hmm. in the My Hero world. Okay. And it follows vigilantes that are not a part of like the school academia aspect of it or not cool, registered actually. and are just actual vigilantes that are like, look, I'm trying to do good and I want to be a hero. And then everyone else is like, you should register and like actually obey the laws and, and stuff like that. So um, I'm down. I started reading like the first chapter and then I was like, all right. That's fair. Well, uh, quick question. Um, what is your all's content policy on swearing in this podcast? Oh, go all ahead. for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. This concept sounds kind of fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, I just sort of watched through the boys recently. Oh, yeah. oh that's and, a good one. Yeah. And the idea of there being one, an established like corporate hegemony over superheroes 
mm-hmm. and it is like, ooh, that's interesting. And then the idea that there is a counter movement against this that exists outside that system, bites that system, is also interesting. So I think that would be an actually pretty cool take on My Hero Academia, based I, on my limited knowledge. Yeah, I think I don't think it's going to be like The Boys. Well, obviously. <laughs> but I do think it will do something, because most people hear the word vigilante, and they actually associate that with hero. And I think it'd be interesting, I don't know if the manga does that or not, but if, since there are actual good heroes that are registered, that vigilantes are actually portrayed as like, no, you are criminals too. <laughs> exactly. You know that'd be that'd be interesting to be me, but I don't know if that's what that is. <laughs> so, that's some news on a product that none of us have really read. <laughs> yeah, but like I'll watch it. Yeah, you will. I need we, to watch we love six my hero. MHA, but you're not caught up. No. Oh, dude. I have not gotten. To, I've been on Peaky Blinders and Zelda. You know what? I can't be mad because <laughs> I put you on those. <laughs> be on both of those. Um, Beyond the Spider-Verse gets pushed July 10th, 2026. And nobody was surprised. Not so, a single soul. <laughs> I think I think everybody after the Across the Spider-Verse, after they left that, they immediately checked when the next one's coming out and it said March. And they were like, oh, dope. Needed that. Really wanted to, like, I really <laughs> want to see the next part of this story. Um, but then, yeah, it got, it got, re- not revealed. Or something that they uh, sent like a note out to the fans. They sent a note out, but it was also um, that a lot of the animators were put on really bad um, mm-hmm. like job stuff. Like they were underpaid and overworked. And if you guys, if you looked into the creative process, technical wise, mm-hmm. that Phil Lord put these animators through, like it was, it goes like beyond crunch time. It almost borders into unreasonable behavior like any time that he wanted changes made to a scene he would demand that footage be worked on in full resolution full render which basically means you're not editing with proxy media which Mm -hmm. is much easier to store transfers faster and is easier to make changes to no you are rendering a scene to its full fidelity and then having to completely start from scratch every time the boss says he wants a change made. Wow. So it, it it's it's kind of crazy when those like hearing stories like that come out and honestly with that bit of information, I was surprised across the Spider-Verse was as good as it was. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised it was as good as it was because I think like the stakes for it are just that high. Yes. But sure. I do I that's that's a pretty common thing we hear these days. Pixar and Disney's like always said like the CGI work for it is always like hell. Mm-hmm. Um and the Wasp. Some other projects that have come out recently that we that maybe were done under a week i'm talking about the oh flash. yeah yeah so we, yeah i sent you a post and it was like um, i said that you said you? that oh, yes. I, thought I, said, I saw it though uh, and it was like uh if it looks like it was cgi'd in a week it probably was and yeah. that is rough so the idea that like the whole animation process of it was an, a crunch time is an understatement i am i am a bit surprised that the movie is as good as it is that's fair and i will drop my hot take here i still think the first one was better Really? I do. That is a hot take. That is a hot take. Okay, uh, I don't know how much time you guys want to dedicate to me justifying that point, or if you just want to mic honest, drop I and walk away from it. So <laughs> I gotta be honest, I haven't really like made that decision yet. Like really? one, I haven't gone back and revisited into the Spider Verse since. Um, I've watched the new one, and I just I really like both of them so much that I'm like they can. You know what? I can just be happy with a g- really good trilogy and not compare. That's fair. I I am a sequel bitch. I you love a sequel, sequel. bitch. If You're like you, Incredibles two is better than the first one. I have a lot of. I know. Whoa. I know. I know. I know. I enjoy. Welcome I'm to more my in life. It for the fun, though. 
Like, That's fair. like Brad's like, oh, it's like generally bad. I'm like, it might not be like physically as good, but like physically, <laughs> <laughs> but like the fun I had, phenomenal. You know, right? Um, and I also I think the villain in Incredibles two is better. I mean, um, Syndrome's just a dumbass kid. I did really uh, <laughs> disagree on that. I mean, he is a dumbass kid. He's a but, man baby, but he's 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 very interesting in what he's trying to do. And like he's that fucked. was the first time I think we had ever seen. This is going off into a tangent, but we'll get back to the point in a minute. Yeah. Um, that like he's that was kind of the first time we had heard a villain go like, I'm gonna make everyone special, and then if everyone's special, no one is. Like that felt new and interesting, and that was really cool, I think. But instead he just serial killed all the superheroes. And I gotta be honest, I, I love yeah, that. That I, was a good scene. I also gotta be honest, I don't remember the villain of Incredibles 2. It's now that you say that, the name gone. Then yeah, I What's win. What's that say? Yeah, I think <laughs> you know what? Fair point. Fair point. I'll take that loss. Um, I do. I kind of want to hear why you think Into is better. Okay. I gotta. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to jump down this rabbit hole for a second. So, um, I guess in the same sense that you're a sequel bitch, this goes into me being like a tell me a complete story bitch oh, I'm on like, this this is that argument like, okay well, well it goes a little deeper than that so for the longest time I didn't watch TV shows because I hated the idea of sitting down for anywhere from 45 to an hour and not being told an entire story mm-hmm. like having to wait till for next week to be told the rest of the story and because you know I'm a busy guy sometimes I don't necessarily want to stay focused and honed in on something for that long Across the Spider-Verse versus Into the Spider-Verse is not as complete of a package. Mm-hmm. The first movie is such a from beginning to end complete package going down from the animation, the music, and the story, and thematically it all lines up in a much more satisfying way for me than Across the Spider-Verse really has a chance to. I feel vindicated, by the way, because I made this point. You did. And <laughs> my argument... To that and I like we won't fully go into it if you want to hear it go listen to the episode um is I feel like we got a full story and some because I feel like it was Gwen centric this movie that one fair. was and I feel like in the beginning you're introduced to her and she was like I don't have a band and then at the end she gets a band that like it was her story featuring Miles to start lie. when you said that I just did get <gasps> you get it yeah, you, no. and like once you like really think about that it kind of like changes the view because we got Gwen's entire story and then just got half of Miles. And I can understand seeing that and being like, ah, oh, I that wasn't the best choice. But I think sometimes the two-parter isn't just for capitalism. It's for good <laughs> storytelling. And I'm not against a two-parter if they make it work and worth it. If it was just full-on only Miles, mm-hmm. I would completely agree with everyone. But since it is a Gwen-centric story, I think saying that it's incomplete isn't giving it the credit it deserves. Oh, and that's that's 100% fair. I wouldn't even necessarily go as far as to say that the story being told... Incomplete just sounds so strong and harsh, but it is kind of the only word that comes to mind. And I hate it because overall, I did very much enjoy the sequel. I mm-hmm. loved where it took the characters. Uh, and that's sort of the hurdles that the movies have been continuously jumping for me. The first hurdle it had in the first movie was, how do you convince me to care about a Spider-Man that's not Peter Parker? Mm-hmm. And it it did that. And after Exceptionally. that... Exceptionally. Yeah. Right. And after that, I'm like, well, where do you take this story now? 
and it took it somewhere and mm -hmm. i am excited to see where it continues to take it i am excited to see the next one i just felt like walking out of it not as impacted and moved as i did by the first one and that's fair the first one was groundbreaking absolutely i would say i'm more on your opinion like if i had any complaint about the movie besides the awful uh workload that the animators were put on mm -hmm. obviously um it is the fact that it feels unfinished but i think for Across the Spider-Verse, I'll give it a pass because it did exactly what you're supposed to do, which is leave the audience wanting more. Yes. As opposed to some other uh, movies that came out recently, <clears throat> Fast 10, that, um, <laughs> Fast that just so ends easy. abruptly and uh, it kind of makes you go, why did I watch this? <laughs> so I, I'll give Across the Spider-Verse a pass because it was objectively quality good. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, I could watch a whole nother like two and a half hours immediately, like from the point that that movie ends. That's very fair. So, yeah. Well, and it's that thing of like, this both is now be a Spider-Verse episode. Yes. <laughs> it's a thing of like, we kind of wanted to talk about yeah. it a bit more anyways. <laughs> it's a thing of like, both can be true. Like you can leave and be like, ah, I'm not really for the two part thing, mm -hmm. but you could still recognize that like that was a phenomenal feat of a movie. Yes. You know? So I think it's kind of like in the end, it doesn't really matter because we're all going to be there in 2026 yeah. when this new one releases Absolutely. and we're going to shit our pants, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, well, I, I ask one question then, and this is just, just a, as a feeler, was there a moment in across the spider verse that lined up or matched up to the, the feelings that hello danger gave when it first kicked in and miles is first really vibing out as spider-man when yeah. he's really stepping into those so there's a moment for that that reaches out for you Ow. i'm gonna do my own thing man that's fair that's like, fair and yeah. when like everyone shook us out he proved in one in like 10 minutes that he is the best spider-man without even really trying without <laughs> like, without i think this is something that other people or this was a concern i guess even with into the spider-verse though people didn't really know about it at the time um, is that it wouldn't be respectful to Peter. It wouldn't give Peter the love that he also deserves, but it always did. Yeah. Like, no, at no point do you ever feel like Miles is replacing Peter mm -hmm. Parker. You are actually just going like, oh, no, I love both of these yeah. <laughs> characters, which I really like. I love schlubby Jake Johnston, Spidey. I oh, I know. He's great. It's so, well, and, and even in that, whenever he says, like, I'm going to do my own thing, after he electrocutes him, he jumps, and you can see the little glass. Like, there's a little bit still. He's still anxious. Mm. But it's less this time, which means in the third one, I hope we get a moment, uh, like even like a no step up, up where break. there's no glass, and it kind of shows that he's fully stepped into that role. Uh, you know what I am tired of about Into the Spider Verse? Mm. Just every Instagram post I see about it, about Into the Spider Verse, it's people going like, "Did you know that in Into the Spider Verse, Miles starts at 12 frames per second, and by the end of the movie, he ends at 24 frames per second, showing that he has progressed." has become his own Spider-Man. Is that true? And I'm like, yeah, I knew that when it came out. Shut yeah, up. It is it's true. been six years. Yeah. No, however long it is. That was like beginning TikTok days. They were like, hey, by the I way. I still see it. I didn't. I know. That's fair. I didn't know it till then. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Now I'm like, this is annoying. But I've seen I this for three see years. It, and that's annoying. Yeah. That's Anyways, fair. let's get back to the point, though. Yes. I feel like that was, like, that was a good stopping let's point. Let's get right into it. Um, and this is, uh, I don't know if you've watched this, but Heartstopper season two drops August 3rd. I have not. Heartstoppers. I, I still need to boys. finish the last two episodes of season one. You need to get there, bro. It's going to be great. It's really, I would recommend it, honestly, because it is a very fun romance story that whenever I watched, I was expecting all the cliche, um, like problems that for people to have, of course, but it, it didn't do that. It's 
stuck solely to like internal problems and very relatable problems and things that I was going like, oh, this is I relate to this instead of just cliche annoying stuff. All right, well. And it's two it's two boys. One is out gay and the other one is figuring out that he's bisexual. Mm. And they're the main couple, and then you have like a side couple. And, and they're they're in high very school. Very cute. Yeah, they're very cute. <laughs> it's very pure. Just like you're in it just to kind of feel good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not, so. not no no dirty Sam Levinson vibes no, here to be found. No, no. That's good. Like there's That's little good. like cartoon hearts that show up. Like Aww. it is. It's like an anime with real people. <laughs> like it is. <laughs> That's such. A, but no, like this. It's just a really good feel good show. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Heartstoppers, you say? It's on Netflix. On Netflix. I'd recommend. There's like six episodes right now. Yeah, and then season two drops logs there. I just got evicted from my family's Netflix account. (laughs) I did too. Thanks to their pissed. uh, I'm not for some reason. Yeah, I'm curious if my dad just paid because he is kind of that person that's (laughs) like, if he sent like a, hey, pay this extra money, he's like, I don't understand technology. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe he did that. Mm, You'd be like, but. And then moving on to uh, my news, which I'm very excited about. I've literally, I was at the library like the day that this news got released and I was going to get a Narnia book. Um, and then it was revealed that Greta Gerwig, the director of the new Barbie movie that we are all very cannot highly, wait, cannot wait, cannot. very highly no, anticipating. And just so we're clear, Brad wasn't excited at all. And I was hyped as shit. Dude, I've been hyped sure. for Barbenheimer double feature ever <laughs> since I heard they were releasing on mm-hmm. the same day. So let's... The, the, the jokes on that have been hilarious yeah. so far. Have you seen the marketing ones? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fantastic. I'm all for being a part of this astroturfing because the memes are great. And yeah. I can't yeah. wait to see the movie. So by all means. Uh, but she will be directing two of Netflix's new Chronicles of Narnia movies. If Barbie does well. Which There's is a caveat to it. crazy sure. to me. Is crazy to me. They're refer- re- resurfacing that that IP after so long. Yeah, I'm surprised it has taken this long. So I actually googled it to kind of okay. figure out what the deets were behind this. And apparently, when the rights went up for Narnia, they were planning on doing a fourth movie, mm-hmm. and then Netflix nabbed it before they could renew the rights. <laughs> no, ah, really? So Netflix just fucking kicked the movie, like finished the trilogy. Why do you think and it took them restarting so long? It. Because they probably wanted to make sure they could make something good out of it. No. Because you had um, to compete no, with from, the original from three. What you just said it sounds like a spite thing. Where it they, might be. Where they uh, were like, oh, you're going to make a new one? We grabbed it. No, here, here's the middle ground here. I think maybe they bought it for either, maybe we'll make something out of this one day. Who knows? Or maybe someone else will want to make something out of this one day. Oh, and they'll and sell it. sell it to mm, them. That makes and sense. And it just kick the can down the line until they had to make a decision and they probably reached a point where they had to make a decision and said well whatever fuck it we'll just yeah. well they announced a few years ago that they wanted to do something with it i've been wanting to see a new narnia reinterpretation for so long mm-hmm. and i want them to actually like start with the first book the magician's nephew yes i want to see that i thought it would be a disney plus show to be honest mm-hmm. um because we're getting the percy jackson tv show which is also interesting I'm so oh he's, he's pumped you have no idea um it's not I'm gonna, gonna have alexandra of... daddario in it it's gonna be really hard for me to I know. watch it but i think we can fight on sadly <laughs> it, it will, i hope he's like medusa or some shit that'd be great oh that just, would be good that'd be sick of shit yeah <laughs> but um but yeah i'm just i'm just excited for new narnia movies me too mm. I hope they reboot it. I hope they don't try and continue it because I don't think they'll be able to recreate. Yeah, they should reboot it. Continuation. I think it needs like I just hope they can bring a sense of scale and like grace to it that I feel the series has never really been given. Like whenever the first ones 
came out, they were much in the wake of the Lord of the Rings movies and sure. the big fantasy boom of the early 2000s. But they were also still kind of a... It's that cheaper series than Lord of the Rings. It's the yeah. one we don't have to put as much money into. So I feel like they were never quite able to execute it on the scale that I think a yeah. story like that really deserves. Because these are prestigious books, and there's they're a lot great. of them. That being said, I, I really like those movies. Oh, of course. That's the thing. They, they didn't even have all the money that they could have, and they were still phenomenal. Yeah, I, I think they're so. really fantastic. How much of it was adjacent Harry Potter vibes, though? How much of it was you were I very like excited that Harry you Potter, just saw though. Harry Potter? Really? Yeah, I actually wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter until I was older. Oh, I wasn't I grew up either. Christian. I actually still haven't even watched the last two. No way. Yeah, no. and like I like Harry Potter, but I like Narnia and Percy Jackson specifically a lot more. And that's the and that is the thing of those. That's the one that we were allowed to watch because it was Christian. Christian. Yeah. 100%. So it was the thing, and it you can obviously see the Christian influence in the mm-hmm. story, but it doesn't matter it's just good and i've yeah. also been i have been saying that there should be more biblical references besides christ because there's a lot of there's interesting, a lot of interesting stuff. shit crazy shit and in the no Bible. one does it they always just go like oh he's our christ character and i'm like Ugh. it also kind of ended there like after the lion the witch in the wardrobe they didn't really keep hitting those nah, same markers and they definitely could have no. um they kind of hit the whole flood thing in the third one but it was very light mm-hmm. um with like the painting but but um, and then the next, the next combat, or next combat. combat, whoops, combat for Atari. Now the next bit of news is Mortal Kombat 2 starts production, uh, which I really only bring up because I just want to do Mortal Kombat. That is for future Seth to lose his ears. That's fine. <laughs> That's all that um. this news is for. But um, have either of you watched the first no. one? <laughs> yeah, I watched the first one. I, I don't actually, really care. I <laughs> like it. I thought it was very interesting. I thought for what they ended up doing with it, they executed it fairly well. Mm-hmm. I don't care about whoever Cole <laughs> Young is or whatever. They they, they should have had him fatality like at the end of the intro sequence as a joke, and then like introduced johnny cage or something oh, yeah. well johnny cage uh <laughs> do you know who's going to be playing him yes Carl g- going back to the boys what i was talking about earlier i'm actually excited about that now mm-hmm. I, do we have um we don't have carl urban in our baker's half no but you've mentioned you want to i'm putting put him, him on the list, list if i have i bet him. he's we, already on your i don't list. think i explained this to you um you did not we, have. we have we hit did an episode where we decided our favorite um actors for mm-hmm. the show and we've called them the baker's half dozen um it is Brett themed Yes, <laughs> which we did not mean to do, but it, the list consists of Michelle Yeoh, Chris Evans, Margot Robbie, Dave Bautista, Ki Hui Kwan, and Zendaya. Hmm. Interesting. And I want Carl Urban on this. Well, no, I want Willem Dafoe on this list. We just didn't have enough to, like, back him up. We didn't. We hadn't seen enough of his movies to back it up. That's Our fair. only argument was Green Goblin, though. And I was like, there's better. We got better contenders that we have seen. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. But, but have yeah. you seen enough Carl Urban to justify him being on there? After this, yes. There you go. At the time, it was just the boys, and I think I was, I was, I was fighting for dread, but he hadn't seen it, so I was like, yeah. I I have honestly really enjoyed Carl Urban's work since before I knew who he was. Even I liked the old Doom movie as a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, and he is Doom guy. He is as far as you can stretch that I definition. Thought, I feel like The Rock is Doom guy. Well, kind of, but also he's the bad guy, and I was oh, a yeah. kid, so like obviously. Anyways, I don't want to go off on too far of a Doom <laughs> Back tangent. To the point. Yeah, uh, Carl Urban. Carl Urban's great, and mm-hmm. I really hope that he brings something to the Johnny Cage role that. 
they see that I maybe necessarily don't yet because I think he's a little too old for the role. Sure. I think... Isn't it? Isn't it the idea, though, that he's like a washed-up actor at this point? And that's another thing. I don't necessarily like that as a take on Johnny Cage off-jump, you know, being a fan of the games. Mm -hmm. I really like the idea of Johnny Cage being like an active star who is actually only doing the Mortal Kombat stuff because... He has to save the world or yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> it starts off as an ego thing and then becomes I have to save the world thing, but everyone continues to think it's an ego thing and he leans into it. But nobody played, like, Deadly Alliance or anything, so who cares, you know? I'll admit, hearing him talk about it makes me want to watch the first one. The first one's really, really pretty good, honestly. Scorpion and Sub-Zero Dynamic was my favorite part of that movie because that's my favorite part of the Mortal Kombat lore is the Lin Kuei and the Shirai Ryu's, like, beef and Quan Chi's role behind it all. And, like, I don't know. Uh, they, they, I can't remember the actors' names, but the, the guys they pulled in for Sub-Zero and Scorpion were just phenomenal. Scorpion, specifically, he would just was a fantastic facial actor. His face was a little older, but it also showed experience and... I don't know. An older wise scorpion fighting an older wise sub zero is fun. I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Watch the movie. It's gory and bloody. <laughs> Alright. I guess well, I know what I'm watching when this comes out. Go for it. Um but the next bit of news that I have is that Empire magazine uh on the cover releases are like first real images mm. of Rebel Moon. Yes, the Star Wars movie that never was. The Star Wars movie that Zack Snyder was like, I can do that. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people could do that. Uh, um, sure. I have a very low standard for Star Wars. Oh, I, I do too at this point. I, I, I hate it too because I grew up with the Star Wars movies, man. Those, those made me want to be a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. Watching behind the scenes featurettes on the back end of the VHS mm -hmm. on Return of the Jedi and seeing how they made Jabba a giant puppet. was just like, whoa, wait, what? You mean he's not a real giant slug? You guys didn't <laughs> go find that? You made that? You the know? Sarlacc pit isn't real? What the fuck? <laughs> like Star Wars just isn't inspiring anymore. Well, it, now they just do whatever the fans say. And so then yes. it's just this big mesh of random Dave shit. Filoni is the equivalent of a kid bashing action figures together. Like, it's like, wouldn't it be cool if Darth Maul, and then just don't even finish that statement. Just wow. that, that's the entire back end of the Clone Wars to me. <laughs> I'm a guy who's like, I really like the Mandalorian. That's <laughs> fair. I like Rogue One. I think it is phenomenal. Yeah, Rogue One is really I good. believe there is a wonderful cut of Rogue One that was left on the editing room floor, and it is at the hands of Mickey Mouse that it's there, uh, just because there are the seeds of really, really good character stuff in that movie. And, oh, and then they just kill them all. And, and, well, and, uh, that's fine. I like that. Oh, okay. And Gareth Edwards is a character-driven director. He's the guy that made a Godzilla movie without Godzilla in it. Mm -hmm. So, like... The, the, there's a there's a there's a movie there where these characters were allowed to breathe and grow and grow on you and that wasn't Rogue One to me. I feel like I just didn't have enough time to get attached to these people before they died. That is a hot take, man. Wow. Yeah, I, I I enjoy the movie as much as any other Star Wars nerd, especially the part where Vader gets his glow stick out and mm -hmm. starts slashing people. But I I wanted to know more about 
the other people in this clandestine group of freedom fighters. You that, should watch the show Andor. Yeah, I've heard. That's what I have heard. This is Star Wars for adults again. Now that's Maybe not, I'll, I'll give you this, that's issues. not a like qualifier for the movie. It, like mm -hmm. that's still a complaint for Rogue One. But if you, if you are wanting that, I would check out Andor. It's pretty might good. Might fill a lot of those holes. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But no. I've watched like a few episodes, not all, but it was like, it was very interesting, very good. I just have a lot of shows that I watch. Yeah, me too. Uh, but I'm excited for Rebel Moon because I'm always excited for the new Zack Snyder project, whatever that may be, because it's either going to be, um, well, no, it's probably just going to be really shit, <laughs> and I get to <laughs> shit on it, and it's yeah. always fun for me. I'm hoping for his next Batman v Superman, because I think that's his triumph. You really do. You think that's the greatest thing Zack Snyder's ever given to us? Yes, because it's also because it's the thing that I can talk about the most. <laughs> Have you seen the Snyder Cut of Justice League? Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> I haven't seen either Justice League, and I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I just dodged them completely. I, I was so excited for Zack Snyder's because I was like, this should be his next Batman v Superman, and it's four hours, and I sat through it just trying to find the smallest things to make fun yeah. of, and it was fine. And I was bored, and I was like, "This sucks." There was no need for that movie to be four hours. No, <laughs> there's no, there's no need for that movie. Full stop. Yeah. You know, we could have just ended there. It was the just, it was made because the fan. It was the most tweet about movie of Warner Brothers, and it wasn't a, even a real movie. And then the pandemic happened, and they were like, "Well, we need content, so, so might as well." <laughs> black and white. My entire mood just. <sighs> About that entire dynamic. Right, I also right. want to clarify. I don't think Batman v Superman is good. Oh, of course, of course, of course. No, I totally picked up on what you're okay, saying. Okay, good. Out there. I, I, yeah, just, I, I just think that the Snyder Cut is so absurd and so ridiculous. In concept, but if, yes. but the actual like Content, the thing that he made, me. no, it's it's nothing. So you're telling me that Batman v Superman really is the high wow, and that's compared to Sucker Punch, which I, I haven't also seen Sucker actually, Punch. I'll admit, actually, Sucker Punch. Stellar. Not I have not, not seen Sucker Punch, it. but I also feel like I would not enjoy that movie because from what you're saying, it sounds like it's actually a good movie. Well, it's, uh, it's hot, mentally ill and, girls fighting monsters. That uh, is the that's yes. all you need to If know. it's a good movie, I don't want it. I want bad. <laughs> <laughs> I want really bad. I mean, and I'm hoping Rebel Moon is like <laughs> do you, this. Do you consider giant samurai minigun wielding to be like... Or, Giant samurai wielding miniguns fighting a twink blonde girl with samurai swords is bad or good? Sounds like a Thursday night, but <laughs> well, then no, that does sound bad. It's also anime inspired a little bit. You could like definitely. Sure, I think I've seen. I think I have seen some clips from it, and I will say the CGI looked bad. It's it was like what 2008. It's, it's like not two, great. It was like 2008 or nine. Yeah, yeah like okay. it's not, I saw that movie in eighth grade. Yeah. I might want to check this movie out. <laughs> it's like like the CGI is bad, but like there's a good message and like mm -hmm. all that. It's it's interesting how they spin it. Sure. Well, Mike Snyder tried really hard. He always does. <laughs> I'd say the only movie of his that I genuinely like is Army of the Dead. Really? Is that the one with the zombies, or is that yeah. the one where they're like the zombie apocalypse is happening? Now no, we're gonna do zombies. this heist. It's the zombie one. Okay. The one with it's the like, tiger? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Time loop. Time loop? Uh, there's a whole theory that's out there that, that I don't want to go too much into Fair because enough. I'm not the biggest fan or knowledgeable on it. But I will say, did you know that Tig Notaro's green screened in the, like, that entire movie? Because Chris D'Elia 
was supposed to be like the helicopter pilot. Oh, I pilot. do know about this. That's and right. then he got caught for being a sex perv. And that's the best CGI replacement I think right. I've ever seen because I did not know that they until way an after. Entire character out of a movie and physically replaced it with another character, and that person was never on set with any of the Actually, other. Actually, I might need to watch it just to see that. Right. That's impressive. <laughs> that's a feat. That's like a I feat. have to give you that feat, but no, I'm just I'm hoping this is bad. I want to watch Army of Thieves. I don't. I just love the idea that like some apocalypse is happening. But anyways, this heist. <laughs> like, like, I just love that's like that's not even the plot. Like that's so far away from us. Dude, it'd be funny if there was no zombie in it. <laughs> there isn't. I, like it's literally they're like, ah, oh, that's not. There's that's got not to this be movie. a zombie in it. The trailer does not give that energy. I mean, I'd imagine that's what you save. That's fair. I don't know. Um, what else you got? My last bit of news. I'm so happy. Sun, the sun is shining. Life is happy. My depression is gone. Because we've casted a new Superman. And do you remember the last time that we casted a new Superman? No, because I was 14. I was also it, like 13. I'm not <laughs> counting uh, Henry Cavill. The last time we casted a new Superman was Tyler Hoechlin on the Crisis oh, of yeah. Infinite Earth. I know it's TV, that's but he's also TV. the best he's one we've wrong, had though. since Chris Reeves. So That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> he's, he's a great Superman. That just doesn't exist to me, though. Like, I hate to say it. TV shows have only recently appeared in my purview. So, like... You should check out more TV stuff. It's I know. Good. I need to. And that was one of them. And I would check out Superman and Lois. It's, like, a really good... It's different. It's not the normal Superman story. It's, like, kind of after the normal Superman stories. I love that. I love that. But it, it's good stuff. Lois is a much more prominent character in it. It's my favorite version of Lois Lane. I would recommend that show immensely. But that is not the topic you that we were talking Lois about. Lois in Smallville, by the way. So, Erica yeah. Dunce is a gift to Just God. Just stay away truly. from Lana Lang. <laughs> really? That's your... Uh, didn't you hear? I'm pretty sure the actress, like... Was it, not, was it not the Lana Lang actress that was in that weird sex cult? No, no, that was Allison Mack. That's the best friend, the blonde. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was, yeah. That's what happened to her? Yeah, she joined um, Tom Cruise's cult. <laughs> okay. No, Tom Cruise has a cult. He's no, he doesn't have a cult, but he's part of a cult. It's Scientology. No, no, it, oh, wasn't, Scient no oh, okay. it wasn't Scientology. It was. This is a total tangent. You can cut this out if no. you want. It was, we'll leave it in. <laughs> it was like this one David something guy who was like running some Scientology adjacent thing where he had these people brand his their initials on him and, or on them and would like literally be his sex slaves. And this girl was like a recruiter or trafficker for him. Allison oh, so Mack. Jared Leto. I was literally uh, about to say, like, who's worse, him or Jared, Jared Leto? <laughs> Except Jared Leto hasn't been busted yet. Which is yeah. insane. But it's because he's, like, just like, oh, I'm a guy. And as far as we know, Jared Leto hasn't been branding people. Also, I think Allison That we know Mack. about. Using his fame to seduce people, though, in a weird cult Look, way, I'm not, not cool. I'm not trying to justify him. <laughs> I'm just saying, Whatever. as far as we know, people. he you has just, just done that. Now we know who the 30 Seconds to Mars fan is over <laughs> yeah. here. Jesus. Uh, I have listened to 30 Seconds they to have Mars. They one good song. <laughs> yeah, like, sure. Max. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, but anyways, you're right. It might not be Scientology. You might be right. It's very adjacent, It's, it's adjacent to it, though, if it's not. But oh, yeah. Okay. Um, which, that's also, like... I hate to say I think it. She just got out of jail too. I want to say. Yeah, she she, she quit the cult, so she'll be back for this new Superman yeah, movie <laughs> in a cameo. Um, but no, we we it is now a new Superman that has been casted, and I got to be honest. Whenever a like genuinely, that was a bit, but genuinely, when a new Superman is cast, I'm genuinely happier, and the days seem brighter, and I'm just like everything's good because we have a new uh, Superman in David 
Corin Sweat, mm -hmm. and a new Lois Lane in Rachel Brosnahan. I'm excited for her, only because I know she's in Marvelous Miss Maisel. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't seen it, but it looks really good. I've heard great things. I've heard nothing but who, phenomenal who things. Who is the other option for... for uh, was Nicholas it, Holt? No, no, for uh, Lois. It was oh. Emily... There was, there was a few. They were there pairing was the girl them from up. Sex Education. Uh, um, which girl from Sex May Education? Really? Uh, she was also in um Her in the Nile. Lane. Yeah, she was also in uh the death the death on the Nile. I Emma would... Mackie. Emma Mackie. That's, that's the name. Oh, okay. okay, so I actually was sort of rooting for Emma Mackie for kind of a weird reason here. What's the reason? I want to hear it. I think she sits in a nice place. This is totally superficial, so judge me how you will. That's fine. She sits in a nice visual place right in between Margot Kidder and um. The girl from Lois and Clark, the new, the the '90s show. Oh, the one with um, uh, what's his uh, name? Oh, Terry Hatcher. Pretty Boy. Terry Hatcher. Oh, is that the the actress's name? The sorry. actress's name. Well, who's the super Dean Kane? Dean Kane. That's, yes, that's Pretty it. Boy. He's a Pretty Boy. So, Dean Kane. He sits right in between Margot Kidder and and Terry Hatcher in a way that I'm like, you would be a visually interesting Lois Lane. She's not okay. traditionally the most like beautiful or pretty woman, I guess. I don't know. I think she's gorgeous, but. I'm. Sh I. I haven't. I don't. Rachel I don't know what she looks Shannon like, but I'm is, sure is much more traditionally pretty and sure. gorgeous. And I think she's going to do fantastic for the same reason you said. Marvelous Mrs. Mizell. She's really got that. Uh, what's the one Lois Lane recent iteration that people are really a fan of? Where she's Superman and Lois. Honestly, I don't think it's Amy Adams. I think it's Superman. No, it's ne definitely not. It's definitely not she's Amy the worst Adams. one in my opinion. She's just nothing. She's a plot yeah. device. She's yeah, a plot yeah. device. So you wait. So you're rooting. You were rooting for Emma Mackey. Yes. Yes. That's sex education. Let me see her. Oh, that's sex education. Yeah. Really? She looks like Margot Kidder from right. the seventies. She mixed is. With uh, I'm basing this. I'm, with you on that. I'm basing this on like the one episode I've seen of Sex Education, and like Definitely. I'm sure she's got range, but I'm just like I would not expect that person um, to be Lois Lane. Well, our last Lois Lane made out with Ricky Bobby on a table at a bar. So which one was that? Amy Adams. Ricky Bobby. Who's Have that? you ever seen Talladega Nights? The Ballad of Ricky. Oh, you're Bobby? talking about a different movie. I was like, hey, what's super? <laughs> Sorry, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was wow. like, when did that happen to Man of Steel? I have not seen that, actually. I was scene. It's in the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> I was bored during that movie. <laughs> I, um, I don't know anything about Corn Sweat, though. Me either. That's, that's um, one wild part he, here. The, the, oh, shit. There's he's one, handsome. Yeah, he's yeah, very he handsome. looks the part. He like, definitely looks he the looks part. He looks like fucking Clark Kent. He's like, a twink. You're Henry Cavill, and I think we can all get on I'm board here for, for that. that. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's famous for Pearl. Uh, which oh, is a horror movie. yeah, it's a horror movie, and he's also in the Politician. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of in for him because of the look. He nails the look. Yeah. I think he can. He pulls the look off for both Superman and Clark Kent, which is mm -hmm. weird. But you, that's those are different. I get what you're saying. And yeah. if James uh, Gunn cast it, fine. For sure, I trust yeah. the man. I trust yeah. the man. And it's just, it's also the fan favorite. I, there is a part of me that's like, I wish we didn't pick the fan favorite, but I I think he's gonna be good, and I'm excited. Better about than it. Nicholas Holt. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. He was also in the, Nicholas he Holt. was in the running for the Batman. It was either going to be him or Robert Pattinson. Missed I will say, both. if he can't, if he, yeah, uh, right. he shouldn't be considered for Batman and Superman. No, you they're have very to have different. a look for yeah. each one, well, and you can't be the same. Know. There are points in the comics where, where they, they will switch characters. Yeah, they'll switch identities. DC has this thing for white guys with black hair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. 
<laughs> no, I don't know, but um, but yeah, I, Nicholas Holt really didn't fit either of those roles. I just like wise. Nicholas Holt personally. I think that's the only reason he was a runner for uh, both of these. Is I think he's just an amazing actor. Yeah, because he's, he's probably really good. a good guy. Yeah, like too. he wouldn't get invited to these things to try out if people didn't like him and want to see him at least try for it. So. Especially yeah. for James Gunn, I right, feel like he was like, James no, Gunn. I hire who I like. <laughs> no, I <laughs> so agree. I I imagine it's that, but. Yes, it's it's David Cornsweet and Rachel Brosnan. I'm really excited about it. I, I yeah, I'm too. I'm here for it. I'm I'm not excited for the Batman movie to be honest. Yeah, especially after Andy Muschietti's disappointing outing yeah. with the Flash. You know, yeah. him which being... I, I I think that might have not have been his fault. I'm gonna choose to believe. I have it I have the theory. I have the theory that he got locked into that movie and didn't realize how awful Ezra Miller was gonna be to work with. And... Well, have you seen all of those charges have been dropped as well? Which is you're kind kidding? Of really? Yes. The the protective order that was on him has been lifted, and he uh, released an official statement like officially going against all of the accusations against him claiming that people have just been reporting without checking the facts for more clicks he's going to war more or less that's ridiculous so, so who knows where we're at. We, they cannot if they keep him i won't watch no they won't keep really. him they can't keep him if they keep him though or if they keep them i will not no. watch another flash movie I refuse. I, I don't not want to either. After the simple moral stance, like I can't do it. After that last movie, I hated movies so genuinely. I'm just like, I don't want to watch another no, one of those fair. either. So that's just me. I I'm won't saying watch it again. that's bullshit and ridiculous that they haven't done that. But I am also still. I'm going to stick to the idea that he'll do something else. And now that the Flash movie is over, he won't have that protection, and then he'll go to jail. Well, we never. I think know. he's going to jail at some point. Well, it, it's just the people that were initially pressing charges had them dismissed. Like, like they, they nothing came of it, and that's he crazy. is now in a position where he can speak out against it, which means he's probably on some pretty stable footing as uh. far legally. So as far as repercussions go or any true results who knows he's got to do something else right we he's going know. to right well we don't we don't really know it kind of harkens to the jonathan majors thing we're like we're only really we only really know what we're told and what we're yeah. shown and it's hard to really speak one way or the other even though for so long i have been one who's like well yeah there's the video of him choking the girl that's all the evidence you need mm -hmm. but is it though you know like i, I mean i think so <laughs> I don't want to get too politic, course, politics with this, but I am a very big, like, I will believe women course, until I'm told, until I, I, I at first, I, yeah. I want to see the court, I want to hear about it more, but on initial thing, I'm like, okay, I'm going a, I'm to a give it to you because if you have the bruises or if you have the video, exactly. I feel like there's a lot there. Remember the Johnny Depp <laughs> divorce case or whatever? Yeah, and I How didn't. What was that? I didn't listen. <laughs> I didn't take terrible. a side until that court case started. <laughs> like I was like, I'm I, not touching it. Look, I took a side, but I honestly was just watching for entertainment value. <laughs> the second I heard she shit in his bed, I was like, Yep, case closed. Uh, <laughs> as, as far as I'm concerned, as someone who recently got out of a toxic relationship, I can easily see how they are both two terrible people. Sure, who, I can see that yeah, too. Yeah, you're right. Well, here's the thing: if you're in an abusive relationship you yourself are going to be abusive of course just go just go watch the just any of the court footage it's great it's it is. so it's fun it's entertaining as hell i imagine that 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 was what people were talking about like whenever they watched um oj simpson escaping mm -hmm. <laughs> oj simpson run it was just like my god is this entertaining <laughs> this simpson, is our version man. i think Oof. But anyways, anyways. Yeah, back to the point. Are we back here to, to the talk point. about a movie? Yeah. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, That's ladies. That's the movie, huh? Yeah. Um, that is the movie. So, Brad, did you like it? Um, I did like this movie. I really liked it. 
Uh, I wouldn't say I really liked it. I think it's I think it's a very fun ride, and it was it it was just enjoyable. It felt like a, as you've said, a popcorn film. I mean, yeah. Um, I think it was better than one and two. Um, really? I don't like two, and I know you do, and I'm yes. so sorry. It's racist as oh hell, and it kills my soul. That's I gotta, fair. That's I gotta, fair. I gotta That's say, fair. like, so I watched that movie like recently, like dun, last dun, week. Dun, dun, and I was dun, going dun, into that movie, and I was just, I, I knew there was gonna be racist stuff, and I was like, I wonder when the racist stuff is. But I was finding myself enjoying it for a long time, and then I was going like, and. Am I racist? And I'm no. not realizing that. It's no, no, no. Let me finish. Like I was going, like, am I racist? I'm not realizing. I'm really enjoying this movie. And then the racist scene happened, and I was like, oh, I see what I, I mean, see what's it's going on. Like Aztec people, <laughs> yeah, trying to end the world through human sacrifice. No, well, that's not the, the racist bit. The race. I mean, I'm sure there's racist bit in that, but no, it's the racist bit is the scene where they're eating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's the thing. The cannibalism. Was, yeah. That's definitely old school. That's when that's, I was like, oh, not great. Well, and, and like I. I, I really enjoyment in it, but, but I really, carries that I really enjoyed Harrison Ford in it. Yeah, I enjoyed that he's. It's a prequel. It's set before the first one, and yes. he's and he's just like he'll. His first reaction is to punch, and I enjoyed yeah. that a lot. I enjoy short round in it a lot. Uh, I but. Yeah, I can. I can. There's I enjoy issues. the movie. I, I can go off on a whole beginning to end tirade on why I love Temple, of and Doom. that's fair. And, and it all begins with, with <laughs> Willie Scott in that red dress singing. Anything goes in Mandarin. That lets you know right off the bat what that movie's about. Anything goes this time with Indiana Jones. That opening bit I'm is sucker, really great. I'm a sucker for musicals too, and they went the whole That's Technicolor fair. singing in the rain sort of route with her dance routine and costumes, and I don't know. I'm not going to go on the whole tirade, but that's yeah. where it starts. That's fair. <laughs> I, I, I think if you like any of these best, I mean, I haven't seen four. I only watched three, and there's went to five. That's you didn't fair. watch four? No, I it? didn't get to it. Did you watch the Caravan of Garbage? No, you I just should have. I after seeing five, I know what happens. All right. uh, honestly, it's not that deep. Yeah. Um, I watched all of them. That's fair. I I think you could pick any of them probably and be like, this one was great. I don't right. think there's really a really really bad one, mm-hmm. except maybe four because people seem to hate it. Um, I think but, I'd say four isn't as bad as people think it is. Or it, say it is. It's got enough Steven Spielberg DNA in it to make it a good popcorn yeah. flick. I say. Sure. Like, That's fair. And sometimes you're just there for the fun ride. I think mm-hmm. uh, this is maybe the weird thing. I think it ages well, um, just because it just in terms of CGI. Like mm-hmm. the fact that it's been so long now, and maybe at the time that CGI is atrocious, but now you can go like it's 2008. I don't know. It wasn't. Yeah. That I get that. I get that. <laughs> so I think that in that sense, it's aged better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I watched it and I was like, I don't know, it's not great. <laughs> Three's really good though. Three is really Three is good. So I love that his dad is like the companion. Mm. And it's, it's Sean Connery. It's it is so Sean Connery. Funny. <laughs> They're so funny. Three has so much more comedy, in yeah. my opinion. Um, I love. I honestly really love the, um, like the I don't know, it's a, the layer or whatever where they go to get the chalice mm. and it has those three challenges. I mm. love the special effects for those challenges. I think that's something that I was really missing from this one um, is like they and I know it's it's a matter of like old film versus new film because those old Indiana Jones movies, you can't make them like that anymore no, for health reasons. The, inf- the infrastructure for it's really just not there anymore. Yeah, no. but it was but so I have to go like, OK, you can't quite do it like that anymore. But the, like that bridge when he's going when it's an optical illusion mm. and it's like, oh, it's there's a bridge there. Like, that's the shit where that it's like, close. I want something like Fuck, that. Yeah, and we won't. And we don't a get that. Faith, yeah. And we don't get that in this. But, no. but okay, let's let's just 
Let's talk about not the, spoiler. Let's yeah. talk about acting. Um, I thought Harrison Ford was pretty like phenomenal as far as the whole old man X version of a character goes. Yeah, he, per and, usual, he was yeah. he was definitely like star studded. Sure, but, but but ultimately, like his his gruff sort of grumpy start after we see him as you know. When we see him in his apartment for the first time, the first thing he does is, "I'm a grumpy old man." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's, it's a- <laughs> there are neighbors next yeah. door that are causing a ruckus, and he's like, "Turn it down! <laughs> it's a working day." I love that he gets a bat, though. I love that it, when he, like just to cause a complaint, he's like, "I am going to fuck up some shit." <laughs> so I think that was that was fun. But um, I think Harrison Ford, obviously, is great. And I'm forgetting her name. BB Waller-Bridges. Fleabag Zone. Um, so, yes. <laughs> I think she's great. You liked her? Yeah. Layup the actress hated the character. Oh, I, sure. But I think, like, her acting in it is really good. Yeah, and honestly, really I did enjoy, like, like you're not meant to really love that character. But mm-hmm. I, she's a con I, man. Yeah, but I enjoy that stuff about it. I feel it. like, no, like, this is me saying I really liked it. I still feel like... There's a really grand movie underneath this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I'm like, sure. like, like it's, it, and we've said that a lot. We said that with like Morbius, and Morbius was a very different movie. This is definitely better than that. But it's that thing of like the bones are all there. They you just ever, didn't take it far enough. You ever go? I should rewatch Morbius. Not once. <laughs> I don't think anyone in America has ever said that. I've, um, <laughs> I, oh, I was to the first. How nice. <laughs> I beg to differ. Um, no, I feel. <laughs> I kind of want to rewatch it just to just oh, to remember. You don't need to. I guess that's fair. You don't fair. need to. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just bad. Just watch Matt Smith shirtless. Just watch those clips. On <laughs> just YouTube. watch the scene of him going like, "Have sex, have sex." And his fucking Skechers. <laughs> Fuck that guy. They were not Skechers. Uh, they were like beat. Up. I think he stole them from a homeless guy or something, <laughs> <laughs> and then just was like, "I'm gonna keep wearing them, even though I'm rich." Fair. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I I think there was a great, really great movie underneath this. Yeah, though. I think I think the acting all around is is good. I wouldn't say any of it is spectacular or Did you amazing. Like the kid? I like the kid. I don't like him as much as Short Round. I say he. They definitely were trying to recreate what yeah, Short Round a bit. had. They should make a Short Round movie. They should. Like if they do, if they want to continue this franchise, I think that's the only way you should do it. Is with how would you bring short round back? You get Ki Hui Kwan and he's doing his own adventure. Well, of course, of course. But where, what do you, where do you stage this? Because I'm curious. Oh, you're wanting like a pitch right now. Yeah, give me an elevator pitch so we can get the money for this going. You You know know what? That's a good segue because this movie, as we know, is the Dial of Destiny. And I, after watching all the other ones, I was going like, it seems like the bad ones. Because I'm counting Temple of Doom as the bad one, even though I did enjoy it. It seems like the bad ones are the ones that are not Christian relics. And yeah, so, actually, that's a good point. So going into this one, I was like, is it going to be in a Christian relic? They do a fake out with it, which I kind of like. But um, I like this uh, relic that it's a math one. And it's not really it's it is tied to a culture, obviously, but it's more about the math and what that mm-hmm. can do instead of like religious uh, powers that are being infused into it and stuff. So if I was going to pitch a uh, short round Indiana Jones movie. I would first start with the artifact. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know where to begin with. I, I, okay, here's. here's I, I, I think I have to say, not a Christian relic. Well, here's my pitch, and I may have stolen some of this from the internet, so okay. don't sue me if you're out there hearing this. I may have riffed your idea a bit, but the idea that Short Round is like in charge of like an antiquities shop or something, not a full blown hey. museum. You know, he's not he's not running ops for for big money at Oxford. But he gets leads on a street level and, you know, local level. He travels with local connections and he hunts down more 
mysterious, interesting, offbeat things. You know, because he wants to be like Indy. You, you know, know what? What I'm going father figure. You know, I'm going to turn that pitch down. You just pitched the Jackie Chan animated show. Well, there's <laughs> shit. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, so I like I'm going to say no, and I'm going to say just he's just an adventurer because he's following it and he just goes on, he just goes like trying to find artifacts and he's trying to steal. I say, I think you stay close to the original idea and you just have it be short round and that he's just influenced because of Indy. And it, but that's like all the connections. It's pretty new. I honestly feel like they were trying to set. Uh, oh, they were her up to be the oh, next. Oh, they absolutely okay. were, but I don't want it. I want the short same round. vibe. Um, you can do a team that up. That was definitely. That's what I, I'd be down for a team up there. Harrison um, Ford is eighty. He, I, not he's, him. He's seventy oh. in this. He needs to take a beat. Oh, he's and just done. focus on Marvel. <laughs> just, oh, just yeah. one franchise at a time, man. Just keep him out of the plane. Keep him out of planes. Keep him out of anything yeah, that yeah. could kill him. There's a part in this movie where I saw a plane and I was like, don't put Harrison Ford in that plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, they were definitely like trying to set her up. I did not like her character enough, though. I, like, I did, but I didn't. I don't think I would... Because, yeah, they definitely set up her character to be like the new Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. And I don't think i buy it fully. As like, if you give me a movie with just her and her friends or new friends mm -hmm. i don't know if i i want that you give me right. short round with her <laughs> with her like I, I don't hate her i'm i'll definitely do You're it but there's well, 50 year old white men all across america who share the exact same opinion well yeah, give, that's give absolutely her just right. give her more time to grow because sure. she kind of sucked a lot of <laughs> this think? movie man. But i really enjoyed that actually yeah i mean yeah. that's fair i was kind of just like because she she is a con woman in this movie, and I was just like, I don't know, you're not always supposed to like characters. I mean, that's fair. Also, Indy's not a good dude either. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but at least point. he's not like, I'm gonna just leave my... Oh, I don't want to spoil it. But she she leaves him to die twice. You know what? I think... <laughs> that's not... I think just... you know about this, and I think it's maybe the time to sell, tell Seth, because I don't think he knows about this. Okay. There is a point, or it is theorized that in Raiders, uh, Marion, that... We know that there is some point that they they dated in the past and it didn't end well, right? There is the there is the idea that uh, he statutory raped her. It's not even like a theory. That's in the script. Uh, that, what? Okay. That, that yeah. is that is one hundred percent what happened. So Where Harrison Ford was working under Marion's father as like an apprentice, like as part of his like graduate studies to become a professor. Yeah. Ergo, in his like mid to late twenties, and his this professor, Marion's dad. Well, she had a hot daughter, a 16-year-old daughter hanging around, and they hooked up. Whenever they have that debate, He's like, 24 like you, or were something. Old, you were old enough to know better, or something like that. That There's a, the conversation of Spielberg and Lucas talking about it, planning it out, going, well, you know, she's a, she's a cute young thing. She probably leaned into it. She wanted some adventure with an older man. Yeah, it's there. That's not even a theory. That is canon. Indiana okay. Jones canon. How old How do you was feel he? about How Indiana Jones now? When she was 16. Like 20 he something. He was like in his late 20s. Uh, late? Oh, it was late. Like, I didn't know it was late. Uh, that, is, is he... that is I thought rough. it was I thought it was like early to mid. <laughs> it might be. It I, might be. Okay. I, so that is that is rough. Um, <laughs> so now are you like they shouldn't I, have put Harrison Ford in this movie <laughs> even though it's the character. I I <laughs> This is the thing. Right. Because this is, I, I, I need to figure out how to talk about this without sounding like a fucking creep. Long-term fans of the, uh, Back to the Point know that if if there is something like PC wrong with the character, Seth will not like that character a lot. <laughs> um, so so here's my here's my thing. 
he should have known better. 100. We are not here to, we are I know, not here I know, to I know. debate whether but it was this right is, or This wrong. is just for me. I all I'm gonna say about it is I couldn't wait to throw this at him. Oh, by the way, God, this was this was rough. Appreciate it. You put me in a spot, Brad, <laughs> and you knew it too. Yeah, I did. I just hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It upsets me. It upsets me that like that is how they went about that. I did not know that. Marion is the best love interest she too. Is, that dude, sucks. She's literally the best indie girl. The only thing I will say about that is it's very interesting character work. It's not like they, because I think it's intentional, like, that's not good. Then you're not supposed to empathize with Indy there. You're supposed to hate him for that. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. So for and the I same do. reason for um, Wombat, what's her character's name in this? I'm sorry. Who? The, uh, the uh, Phoebe Waller Oh, Helena. 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 Yeah, she, like, <laughs> she's a con woman and she only cares about money. It's like, I, I'm fine with that. That's, that's not that's in a comparison fair. sense, just in a sense of like it's okay to have characters that you just you don't like an aspect of them. Also, not yeah. to not to defend you know statutory rape or anything, but it, if you were to look at, look at the story on its face, it would have occurred somewhere in the early twentieth century where families were marrying their teenage girls off to a stable, steady older man. You know, so like, there is kind true. of the times thing. Yeah, it's like and it's also like if Marion really had issues with it, you bet your ass he wouldn't have a dick anymore. <laughs> Marion <laughs> is a very capable woman. Well, also it's part of her growth. She's still angry about it, and that's why she is as like capable as she is when we mm -hmm. meet her in Raiders, is because Indy wronged her. Like it is framed as he wronged her. Still weird. And he <laughs> but, yeah, it is still, still weird. weird. I knew uh, you would not be able to hate, move. Past I hate that. that. I hate that. You're uh, welcome. Gonna, you know, I'm never getting yourself into. Yeah, then one is definitely not as good as this one. <laughs> Some of that. Uh, um, the lore. <laughs> I want to talk about the action set pieces yes. in this. Oh, though. from the start, man, I really enjoyed the action set pieces in this movie. I really. Yeah, that's the thing. I was wondering because we have Harrison Ford, who is 80. He was like, yeah, he was 80 when he uh, filmed this, I believe. Mm -hmm. But the character is supposed to be 70. But um, I was going like, how are you going to do the action set pieces? This is a character who cannot really run for well, a long period of time. Obviously, they're going to put him on a horse. I like it. I, I honestly <laughs> exactly. like that they just keep putting him on different modes of transportation. <laughs> Throughout all the movies. Like, I'm that totally is a fine with theme. it. I like it a lot. Because um, he's still, he's always ready to throw a punch. Which I'm like, has to be. He has to be scrappy. Mm -hmm. And he is. And I enjoy that. I know a lot of people. And these are older people who are like grew up with the Indiana Jones films, they're not liking this movie. Really? Really? I'm hearing it. It has it, like it a sixty six percent from critics and then like an eighty eight from audience. Well I've heard of the I've heard of the sort of mixed response critically, but at the same time I felt like at least from the jump it felt like a throwback to these classic mm. indie movies much more than the fourth one did it felt I, like a more natural sequel i think it's just the thing of the people that grow up with it are always going to idolize it mm -hmm. more and mm -hmm. it's just it's just a hard thing to objectively give your opinion on and it's also like sure go watch those old ones those old ones are good and bad at yeah. the same time certain ones <laughs> but uh but the action set pieces i really enjoyed i love that he's just always he's idea of fighting is just cause a lot of damage mm -hmm. yeah i also i like that they how they handled the whole like oh he's a little he's a little old like they, they did it yeah, in sure. a tasteful way mm -hmm. they kind but, of for kingdom of the crystal skull it what i don't know if it was the intention of that movie but it seemed to be the thing that was going around at the time at least for the audience going like oh he's old now like what's that going to be like but if you do watch that movie 
he's keeping up. He's yeah, like, he he, it's, it's not a day has passed. They take some time <laughs> to be like, this man's old. He's tired. This is the he movie where they do yeah. that. And, I'm and like, they do it well. Yeah, I'm okay with old it. man Indy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a character in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's got an, he's an eye or something. Oh yeah, that's all. He was like the he wasn't a narrator, right? He just appeared at the end of some. He episodes, appeared at something, but I I honestly don't know because I haven't watched that show. But I love the character design of this because yeah. he's a guy. He's got an eye patch. He's old, but he I guess he doesn't. He can't afford a monocle because he still has just glasses mm-hmm. over the eye patch. Fair <laughs> it enough. feels like just a like a Very production real. style thing going like. Look, we couldn't buy a monocle. <laughs> so we just went with glasses. We went with it's glasses. Fine. You ever tried to fit a monocle on someone? He has to sit there for eight hours a day squinting. <laughs> sure, that's what it is. That like, one's makeup like... team is like, we will not do a monocle. We, no, we are not paying him enough to do this, okay? We we get him for four hours a day out of the old folks' home. He sits here, we feed old him snacks. <laughs> but um, but no, like I, I like all the action set pieces. Yes, yeah. Um, um, let's talk about Let's talk about special effects. So that was an interesting point that I wanted to touch on. I We're not going to go into the deep dive of it. Okay, well, fair Just enough. Just like if you thought they were good. I thought they were honestly better than I was expecting. Yeah, I think, I think they're pretty good. The only There's one thing that people are really like, if you're going to talk about special effects, there's one thing in this movie we'll talk about. And it does it a lot better than I would have thought. It's not as that's not the best one I've seen, Mm-mm. but um, but it's pretty solid. And I and I think we're all thinking the same thing. I like how we're being so ambiguous about it. Um, I think we can talk about it. It's a de aging. It's de aging. It's in the It wasn't that bad. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. gonna be honest. I I was a little shocked at being like, okay, that looks tell. like Harrison Ford. You can tell. Yeah, it looks tell. better than um the CGI in Tron Legacy though. Well, yeah. Anything <laughs> looks better than yeah. the CGI. I mean, like, the face of, like, I sent you the picture. I know. His Anything face, looks better than rough. that. <laughs> um, so, like, you know what? That's what I was going to compare it to, and it swept, beat it out of the water. I, I'm so. comparing it to um, Michael Douglas in the first Ant-Man. Um, mm. Whenever they he's in, like, the S.H.I.E.L.D. compound. Mm. That one is, like, that's the best one I've seen. I feel. That's fair. That's it's, fair. It's really good. But I um, have never seen one that's convinced me. So, I, I, oh. I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I. I'm being clearly very kind of snooty about it, but ultimately, like, none of them ever look too great, so my expectations are never very high. So the fact that this one looked as good as it did and mm-hmm. impressed me as much as it did, I think, speaks a lot to the quality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just do wish they did something about his voice in the opening sequence. Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing that kills it's it. It's very clearly still just an 80-year-old Harrison mm-hmm. Ford speaking. He's an old man talking through a young man's face. Mm-hmm. And that's the one complaint I had. But other than that, I, very well done. Very well handled. No. Um getting into more i guess the last thing is um just the overall story like did you like the story did this feel like a a good indiana jones adventure yeah yeah it was sad yes it was often (laughs) um i was i was sad a lot Mm. and it was yeah let um, the past die. Kill it if you have to. Um, oh. Are we going to skip sound design though? Because oh, you I, have sound design? Okay, I have sound issues. Design. I'm sorry. Um, dish, girl, dish. The cave. What oh, the yeah. fuck? <laughs> that is. The, so I was thinking. There's a moment that re- the sound design really kicks in, but I forgot what it was. So there's only one moment where like there's a really sound design rich, and it's and it's not really. They're in a cave at some point with an echo. With an echo, and they're like the spot where it sounds like it's all scr- like a tornado or something is it. And so they go, and then it's, it's really echoing. You're like, wow, they really like built that up well. And then all of a sudden, after literally the minute they find it, like the second layer, they're like, okay, no echo, just oh, no, completely I, kill wow, it. I and I don't know if you noticed that. that. Pissed me off. I did wow. not notice uh, that. Wow. 
Did you? Uh, well, you didn't watch it. Well, yeah, full disclosure for people who... I forgot. Yeah, full disclosure. I watched the first hour or so of this movie uh, on a cam stream because I'm a dirty, filthy pirate who has no time on their hands or enough money or time to go to a theater and see this movie, unfortunately. But I did catch the first hour, and then I read a rough summary of it based on the kind contributors over at Wikipedia, everyone's favorite research website. Mm -hmm. So... We're, uh, I'm depending on my two friends here to yes. catch me up for the most part. But I still think I have an opinion on this movie. You don't have to tune out. You can keep listening. <laughs> you can keep listening. I think he's, he's uh, what's the word, researched in enough for yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I um, gave it all of, the, all of the effort you would a research paper that you had to do last weekend. Yep, gotcha. <laughs> um, I did not notice that about the sound design, that it cut out, but that... I, now it that upsets I say, me because yeah, they could have really like, and if they went into a different spot, it could have changed a little mm -hmm. bit. But it's like da da da, da and it's like boo, wow, yeah, like at the very end, you're like wow. that's so just that's a full like yeah, I, lazy. I'll give you that. I didn't think um, about it. Yeah, I, I, we got out and I was like, you know, sound on. She was like, no, but I. She's like, yes, and I knew you would, because <laughs> and it was just sad because yeah. it could have been great and it was for a second. That's fair. But yeah, the overall story though, like I feel like this was a good like Indiana Jones yeah. adventure. It felt fun. It felt like there were some stakes and it felt like and I like I like the relic. I think that's the big thing is I like the relic in this. Mm -hmm. Did you guys like the relic? I love the dial. I do think you it's like fun. the idea of the relic. Yes, I do. I especially like that it's something that Indy has been sort of like hurting over, thinking over, something that he's been living with for years that he has mm -hmm. to now return to and like more or less bury. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like that's that's something he has to come back to, which gives the relic a little more personal significance mm -hmm. than I'd say most of them have had in the past, except sure. for maybe the Holy Grail, just yeah. because of the end of that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I liked it. That was mm -hmm. cool. Well, well, I Syracuse, and I love that he uh, had to like learn that he had to deal with the past to learn he had a future. Yeah, absolutely. It's very poetic. Yeah, I didn't get that from it. Well, well <laughs> I mean, like when I said it, did it make sense? Yes, it made yeah. sense. Yeah. I just want to make sure that I didn't just very... sound like gibberish to you. No, no it sounded pretentious. But... I mean, a little bit. It is a little bit. The best but... criticism always is. But what would you guys um, rate this movie? Um, best thing since sliced bread. I'll give it four out of five. Yeah. What yeah. would you? What would you? I'm a little harder to please. I I give this sliced bread. I think I'm gonna stick with you and just give this sliced bread, which seems a bit harsh, but um, no, this it just felt like a fun popcorn film. It right. didn't, yeah. it didn't really stand out too too well. So I, I'm I'm gonna stick with just sliced bread. Now, no, we we'll say this, and then by the end of the movie, we'll swap places. <laughs> Something like that will happen, and he'll be like, "Oh, actually, I think it was pretty great." I'm like, ah, "Actually, we've we've had a few movies where we've gone into this going like, oh, I I thought it was fun, really good,' and by the end of it, we were like, "This movie sucks." Yeah, so I mean, it, the discussion fair. really does add a lot. Yeah, the power of analysis. Yeah. yeah, but this is your spoiler warning. If you have not seen the film and you would like to see the film, then do yeah. not listen uh, anymore. Go watch the movie and come back and uh, see what we have to say. Or you can be like our friend Nick here and just read a summary and then listen. You do that. We don't endorse piracy. No, no but, don't. But but you you we, we do, don't do what you want. We don't endorse. We piracy do not. We do not endorse all. piracy. Do not go on the internet. At all. He's nodding. But we're also not going to stop you. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to stop you, and we're not going to give you the sites. But they're out there. They're just uh, voices in your head. We can't yeah. actually do anything. <laughs> <laughs> that got you. Huh? Get the hell out of here! Come on, go watch. Go watch the movie. No yeah. Spoilers from here on out. Mm. Yeah. Uh, 
Let's talk about the first the bit. I think that's what we all really the want to talk scene. about. Yes, it's the best part of the movie, in my opinion. But I'm also a sucker for opening scenes, and I didn't see the back half of the movie. Mm. So, <laughs> biased. But I, I think that opening, I think that's also what everybody wanted. They were like, we want another Indiana Jones adventure where it's young Indiana Jones, and it's what we know and love. You know, and That's exactly what it was. We even get him on a train again. Yes, yeah. yeah. we That was fine. Very strong. Very Mario. Yes, well, it gave me vibes of The Last Crusade, because mm -hmm. that movie also has an opening sequence on a train. Mm -hmm. um, you know, very very deep analysis I'm getting into here. Uh, yeah. I, I want to talk more about the de-aging in, in depth of just, like, I think it, it is good, It, but the, I also noticed, like, the classic de-aging stuff. I'd say the reason why I gave this, like, Just Slice Bread is a lot of this is textbook. Is like if you're gonna do de aging stuff, you want to keep it out of light as much as you can. And they right. do that flashlight thing to try to do it. Yeah, mm. well, you you want you can't do completely out of the light because then you're it's too obvious. There mm -hmm. are like a couple scenes where he like a couple moments where he's in the light and it's the de aged. And so whenever it's in a light, you're like, yeah, that's de aged Harrison mm -hmm. Ford. Um, but when it's in the dark, it's pretty good. It's pretty convincing. They also do a great thing, which the Irishman failed at, mm. which is they use a stunt double. Yes. Um, oh my God. I was going to bring that because up. Because it would have either, we have the downfall of it is his voice. You can clearly hear that is an 80 year old man. Mm -hmm. Um, but with the Irishman, uh, you can clearly tell that it's de-aged men, de-aged old men in the way that they move. Mm -hmm. This one doesn't, doesn't do that. No. So I, I got to give it props for that. I did not notice that it was even a stunt double. I just really was like, damn, is Harrison Ford really just putting himself through this again? <laughs> I think I, I would have wholeheartedly believed it. I yeah. think that speaks to like why it it's good because yeah, like I only knew that it was a stunt double because I was going like, no way, Harrison Ford is doing right. these stunts. Right. And honestly, that's even more impressive that they could pull it off. Mm -hmm. I agree. So um, and you were saying, and I saw this too. Um, they use a mask. Yeah, it's not just dots and pieces of green tape on someone's face that they then, you know, super glue a young Harrison Ford's face using magic computer butter. No, they actually have a guy with a latex mask that looks eerily similar to a 1980s-ish Harrison Ford that they then used magic computer butter to trick you into thinking it was actually Harrison Ford. And from listening to Seth, it sounds like it worked, which is lovely. You love yeah. hearing that. When the whole effect plays out because they put just that little bit of extra effort in to make it authentic. Mm -hmm. Well, then there's a reason that like makeup work worked so well for years. Like everyone just always leans into CGI and they don't need to. All and the time. that's another thing. This opening sequence had a pleasant amount of practical effects. Mm -hmm. I feel yeah. like starting from good old Harrison hanging from a noose while yeah. the power oh, yeah, fell around good. him. That was an insane opening sequence. It's yeah. like, oh my god, Indy's in danger. Yeah. It, it took me right back to that feeling that those movies used to give me. So. I, I really like that moment where they're like, tell me a story. And he just like really gets into a story for a minute. But it's just about the Nazis. He's like, there, there were these blue-eyed boys. <laughs> and then they're just like, fuck you. I like that a lot. I do love his undying hatred. Oh, yeah. For Nazis, Absolutely. like they, everyone should know, have that. Everyone but. <laughs> should, but like they just they they're like just so you know this man despises them. Like they never let you forget it. And Too I many love Nazis. <laughs> like fuck these guys all the time. It's like goddamn Nazis. It's great. It's I love all the the hijinks of that train of just like him going in between different cars yeah, and mm -hmm. each car is like a new problem. Sometimes mm -hmm. he's in costume and they think he's just one of them, so he. He disguises and it, that works, and then the next one, it's like that doesn't work. So he just has to 
fight through mm-hmm. them or yeah. something, or go back and go around or something. Um, yeah, I, I like all of that stuff. I like the, um, like, he walks in, there are two soldiers that are holding the Spear of Destiny mm-hmm. and stuff, and he's just like, uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, um, uh, this is booze in your cup. <laughs> or they also like right. that. never discuss the lance again. Because it's a <laughs> fake. Leave it. Well, it's a Isn't there it, could it, be a real one well, somewhere. It's not the first time that an Indiana Jones movie has had a MacGuffin artifact at the beginning of it. Raiders has the idol mm-hmm. that ultimately is just a stepping stone in Indy's adventure. Did they not do a Spear of Destiny and something else? I want to say it might be a reference. It sounds familiar. It's in The Librarian, which is kind of very I mean, Indiana Jones-esque. I feel like there is an Indy. Maybe it's a video game or a comic yeah, or something. Yeah, listeners but that know better. I swear it might be a LucasArts point-and-click adventure game. I might probably. be wrong, though. I, I think the Spear of Destiny also is just like... You, you've always heard about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's in what you said, the, the librarians. I know mm-hmm. it's in it's Legends, of Tomor- Legends of Tomorrow in Season mm-hmm. 3. It's just like, that's the one you hear about. So I did like that they, it also ties into the like, look, the Christian artifacts are the ones that we do well, so we're going to fake you out with one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I like that. That was fun for me. Mm. Going back to the digital de-aging scene, um, I, I do know that for the process of it, this actual CGI process, um, is similar to like an actual facelift. Mm-hmm. Like it's they use basically the same techniques that a facelift would just digitally. It's mm-hmm. just pulling skin and making it look like smoother and and everything like that. And it's a lot of time and everything. So it's interesting that it's like use the mask, then you hide the crimes, and then you digitally like do the facelift stuff. I, I was it all works really well together. I don't know what the difference is between this one and Michael Douglas because I do think that one is just like you can't tell that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing is like you can't tell and that's really strange for me hmm. have you you've seen that right yeah I have to go back and re-see it again I guess because I again I've just never been particularly blown away like it, it, it yeah. at best I go well you know that's de-aged that's someone's face de-aged and it, at worst um, we get stuff like the Irishman where it's a guy hunching over and <laughs> it, walking it is around. a dude it is Robert De Niro De Niro slowly kicking a man. Or, 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 or a lot of people really like uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s de-aging in Civil War but I just it, it looks too uncanny to me I can give you that one that one actually isn't as good but it's um, it's still one of the better ones then say it's a, not awful there's also Carrie Fisher at the end of Rogue One where she turns to the yeah, camera and says that one's not oh, good. I'm pretty sure that's a completely CG creation it's not technically yeah. de-aging I think that yeah they didn't use uh, Carrie Fisher I think they had a stunt double that they then they um, Paul Walker did I think for Carrie Fisher and and, and then uh, keeping in the Marvel Universe also in Captain America, the first Avenger, the technique they used to make him look like a scrawny little dweeb for the first 45 minutes of that movie has been unparalleled in anything oh, since I was going to say, if you diss on that, I was no, we're going to have some no, issues. No, I was going to say that not, <laughs> no, that, that's okay. my gold standard. That's, that's that my, you made totally someone. totally fair. Yeah. Not even mad. Because I, I remember seeing that and being like, that's that's a small boy. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, is, that is a child. <laughs> that's Chris. I didn't know he lost so much weight yeah, for like, this. He really, he really committed for this role. Yeah. Man. Baby boy. No. Get out of here, Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah, no, I got to. Yeah. No, that no, one was I, really good. I was like, is he really about to shit on? <laughs> like, out of all things. No. That's when he looks to me and he's just like, you brought this guest on. Brad. <laughs> I've been like, Brad, who the fuck did you find? And I'm just no, okay, winking. cool. I'm glad yeah. we're on the same page then. Yeah. But yeah, um, it was good. We didn't even talk about, speaking of Captain America, the first Avenger, um, we get 
returning actor from that in this as yeah, the, Arnim Zola. Yeah, Arnim Zola yeah. is the friend, um, the it, it fellow adventurer on Helen the train. Is dead. Yeah, um, I was I was honestly Laz. just going like. So are we just getting the same like Nazi looking people for this? Yes. <laughs> Though he doesn't play a Nazi. In this. He also is not in it for a lot. I think no, he was introduced not. in four, correct? I don't no. recognize him. I think him. he's a new character. He's new? Okay. He's Alyssa a... seemed like she knew him. I don't think so. It wasn't in four. No, I don't recognize him. For He's kind of like William Hurt's character more yeah. or less where he was like a, an adjacent guy to Indy, mm -hmm. I would imagine. So maybe she's getting confused with that or they're getting confused with that. But Or even was, just in the way of like John Hurt was introduced that's to it, like the name. he knew Indy in the past, but we just didn't see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, it was that in that in that vein. Yeah. I could see that this guy probably knew Indy for a while, yeah. but they're in the OSS or something together. Who knows? Well, I mean, he's he's a, he's he's his daughter's godfather. Like, yeah, exactly. You got to be close, yeah. you know. Um, but no, I really i I enjoyed that. Everything about that that train scene was really fun and good. So we have to continue on with uh, old man Harrison Ford. Yeah, which I still enjoyed. Um, he's retiring. And just, God, he looks sad when he's at that party. Yeah, he's he's very much like, yeah, this is... I like that joke, though, where they, they gift him a present of, like, a clock. And then he gives it <laughs> he immediately. Gives it to, like, some random dude as he's walking away. Well, well one thing I noticed uh, regarding old man Indy is when he knocks on the door of this neighbor's apartment telling him to keep it down, your music's too damn loud, I gotta mm -hmm. work today. Which uh, I do, by the way. <laughs> Good luck, pal. The, everyone, like, mostly calls him Mr. Jones. Which mm -hmm. is, I think everyone in that building or in well, that apartment. Well, this is Dr. Jones, man. Mm -hmm. And this isn't like a strike. Fair. It's a character point is what I'm saying. No, it's like it's, it shows critique. his descent of stature. He's no longer the Dr. Jones that all the young girls are looking at. Say, that is true. Thing. We have the classroom scene where they're like not even give a shit about a word he's saying. Yeah. I, I love they brought that trope back around. I think they're, so far. I think there actually is like, isn't it in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is when the there's, the girls are no longer fangirling over him, but I think then is whenever like the Indiana Jones stuff starts happening, they hear about it, then they get interested. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're interested in like these adventures and stuff. So it is kind of interesting that like it starts out like that and then it does slowly. It's like no, they're not interested in him. Like like oh, he's attractive or anything, but like, like oh, adventures stories. are cool. And then yeah. this one that's just like we don't care. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna land on the moon. Nothing else matters. Yeah, that's that, that's in my <laughs> notes. Uh, damn kids like the moon more than they like old man history stuff. That being said, <laughs> I can understand if like if you're at a moment where history is being made. Right. Maybe you don't care about the history that's already that's happened. That's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. I mean, we didn't actually go to the moon, but whatever. Of course, of course. Uh oh, you're one of those people now? Oh, <laughs> this is when I learned about this. Now? Huh? Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've always said the moon landing's fake. Really? They have shadows, bro. You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> We're not going to jump down a rabbit hole You are on out the moon of landing. your mind. I did not know this about you. Yeah, no, this is this is like, Alyssa hates it. She's like, don't get them started. <laughs> like Everyone she, knows Stanley Kubrick faked it. It's all over the shine. <laughs> I like about that. I think we wanted to win a dick competition with Russia and faked it. Uh, that's what I think. I think we won it by doing the easiest way to win it, and that's winning it, goddammit, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to take this, this commie slander. This slander. I, I believe honestly just because um like if you've ever seen any interview or just anything with buzz aldrin that where someone goes mentions that idea he goes ape shit and i'm he's just a, he's the head of the conspiracy 
Like, I'm just, I'm like, it's totally fair. If you were one of the people that landed on the moon and then you come back and people are like, so what was it like filming that uh, fake set thing? It's like, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> Listen, I have, I, I don't have a lot of proof. It's no, just one don't. of those things for me. I just don't believe it happened. I think it happened. And I stand by that statement. Okay. But anyways, digressing on the Instead moon landing that did the world is flat, so. I don't believe the world is flat. I have taste, okay? I picked the fun conspiracies. That is, the difference between that is going, I eat food without seasoning, to I eat food with just salt. <laughs> <laughs> um, get, but, let's get into the story. Yeah, um, um, I like... What is the first like the first adventure is like the the horse scene. Yeah, well it's horse. it's right after they um all of his friends fucking died. I feel like there's more um like there's more emphasis put on that in this one. Yeah, it's really sad and they're gruesome. Like when <laughs> Antonio Banderas dies, like there's a moment like um Helen, what is her name? I'm Helena. Sorry. Helena, like, is going like, "Whoa, we got money, we got gold," and and he's going like, "My friend just died." That's like that has never been in any of the other movies. <laughs> no, well, and he's like very sad because he talks to us. She's like, "What would you do? Go and change?" And he's like, uh, "Well, I would tell my son not to go to the war because he died." And then he kind of wanted oh, that backstory. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's just really funny. Okay, so my parents saw the movie before I did, mm -hmm. right? And they they were giving me their spoiler free review of it, essentially saying they really liked it. And me, out of pure curiosity, like I asked, like, "Hey, you know, is Shia LaBeouf anywhere near this thing? Like, don't spoil anything for me." But like understanding that he pissed Spielberg and Harrison Ford off by bad mouthing Kingdom of the Crystal Skull when it came out, I would be curious to see then where his character is at because of that. And I verbatim said, "I swear to God, if they kill him off screen or something, I will lose my mind." <laughs> what do they do? Kill him off screen? They kill him off screen and Viet goddamn damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the thing though of like. I was not shocked by that at all. No, neither. Because one, I forgot about the fact that he pissed them off um, yeah. specifically, but also like he wasn't a well-received character. Like mm. people didn't like him, so mm -hmm. it, it, I was just like, they're gonna kill him off because they're like, we don't want to touch this. Yeah, Who weeps for mutt. Yeah, mutt. I forgot his name is mutt. <laughs> his name is mutt. Yeah, yeah his name his is mutt. Marion could have thought of a better name. Well, he's got. I think his name is technically like Henry Jones the Third or yeah, something like that. But they and call he him chose mutt because he's a bastard. You know. Well, I mean, so he is Indiana Jones' son, huh? Yeah, I mean, Andy chose Indiana <laughs> off a dog. He's named after the dog. I did like in this. There's a moment where it's like, so are you? How? What's Indiana like? And he's like, I'm not from Indiana. <laughs> I know. I also love when he's like, so like, were you there with the right? brothers he's like that was the civil war he went yeah i just thought you went to school with him <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> he's not that old i like that a lot that, that was, was fun the comedy was also very much here yeah i'd say the comedy was maybe that was phoebe waller bridge <laughs> yeah a little bit of her um, um i don't know but i i did um i enjoyed that i what do you think made him decide on indiana though the dog. The dog. He said oh, that's right. after the dog. I forgot yeah. about the dog. Yeah, he was like, I like the dog. He said, I have a lot of good memories with that dog. That's true. So I was like, just going like, would you pick that name if you've never been to Indiana? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he has, but he doesn't care about it. No one it. wants to go to Indiana. Nah, someone it's pretty who boring. grew up in Indiana. Someone and who was born in Indiana. Someone who lives in Indiana. <laughs> so it sucks. Yeah. Uh, Indiana. This has been Indiana, Indiana talk. <laughs> 
Indiana slander. <laughs> Pretty much. Don't go to Jeffersonville. <laughs> um, a little too specific there. <laughs> I don't care. I don't um, care. <laughs> they know where we live now. But um, I don't live there anymore. I, I don't live there anymore either, actually. Really didn't like Jeffersonville. That uh, no, was awful. Um, but we're what getting off on a like real the, tangent. Did you like the goons? Um, I like Boyd Holbrook's character with the mustache and the... Is he Russian? He felt Russian. I guess. He felt Russian, but he was also wearing the Nazi uniform. So I guess he so is a Nazi? I don't know. I don't know. I, wanted, I, like I, no, I don't think he is a Nazi. I think he wanted to be a mm-hmm. Nazi, but he wasn't a born... We well, introduced to him, like, practicing from a German, like... Oh, that's... Oh, you right. Like a phrase book or something. Yeah, oh, he's learning the sense. language. So you're probably right. He's Russian or something. I didn't like him. No, I mean, I didn't like he him as annoying. a person. <laughs> I feel like he got more screen time than the side characters did. He did. Like, we see him a lot. I... I don't know. I enjoyed seeing him, eh. but I was just like, it's just, it's just him. Oh, it's him, the big dude. Yeah, he and doesn't then, even get a line. And then it's Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> he gets lines. He does. I don't remember him talking once. I think he gets lines whenever he's handcuffed to the kid, and he just tells him like, uh, stop doing shit. Yeah. That's about it. And then got that kid brutally kills brutally him. Kills <laughs> I was. You don't remember him. this. But um, the very big dude, you remember him, right? Yeah. yeah he yeah. gets. He's. They get the kid. And whenever they're in like this cave with the echo, where the of course the dial is, and they they decide he tries to run away. They catch him, and so they're like, "We're gonna handcuff you to the um, the big guy." Yeah, and then of course we get a bridge, a, a rickety bridge. Of course, they go over. It's the big dude and it's the kid. The kid uh, has the keys. He pickpocketed the keys. And then while they're underneath the water, he undoes his handcuff and handcuffs him to a grate underwater. Oh my god. <laughs> and he died. He suffered. And we just they were like, well, he drowned. Also, That's beautiful. later on, they come back over that bridge, even though it broke. Um, it didn't break. It, it, it moved. No, a it, side like broke off. It like, it toppled, but they, like the actual. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. The actual bridge itself. That was one itself, of two big, big plot holes I had. The so. actual bridge itself did not break, but it like it, I I remember it's like oh it like it toppy topsy turvy they like fell over. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that happened. All but, right. So let's let's ask a million dollar question here. Time travel. Yeah. So time travel. Did you care for this. it? <laughs> what were your thoughts? I thought it was wonky. Smart. Well done. I have, a, I have a separate question. At what point did you go? Oh, they're like. What point did you realize that the time travel twist was going to happen? Was it whenever the like they go to the crypt and the tomb, and they're like, "There are propellers on this, um, like carving or something," and he's got a watch on on Archimedes has a watch on his mm-hmm. um on his arm. Whenever she asked him, like, "Do you think it's real?" and he was like, "I've seen some shit." I was like, okay, so we're sure. gonna fuck with some time travel. I like right. that. I like that line, by the way, because it is like, sure, he doesn't believe in any of that stuff, but it is like you you've seen a lot you've of experienced shit. some wild shit. Well, I see it as almost sort of the inevitable progression as far as the Indiana Jones ethos or not ethos character. The, uh, well, there's the the history the of lore. the character, the lore. Yeah, because we've had God tangled with God and the forces of God. We've yeah. had a foreign God. Tangled with them, mm-hmm. tangled with God once more, and then we got aliens. <laughs> oh yeah. Where do you go from aliens and time God? Travel. Time travel. Exactly. Well, they even talk about he's like, I've conquered space, now I want to conquer time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, like, I the second like that was said, I was like, okay, so we're we're committing to this. Yeah. And that was the thing. Like I like the use of time travel in this because it's one, it 
I like the, I like the reveal that like um what 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 was the thing he didn't take into account? Continental drift. Yes, that was fun. I love he's laughing at him too. Yeah, I love that bit where he's just like, "Your math is wrong. You're, we're not going back to 1939." <laughs> um, and I I liked that a lot. I also just like the idea of kind of the getting to the end of the movie where they get to what is it 215 or something bc or something B, yeah whatever and it's um they're there they land and indy is like i want to stay i actually would have been totally fine if he stayed i was open to it i feel like at first i was like so is that why he has the watch and shit i was like oh my god what if indy's like end of his story is that he gets to finally be in the past i think he's loved the whole time but i also was like that's such a cop out. Is it? I, I feel like it's kind of a cop out. It's kind of the ultimate theme of the movie, though. Like from my understanding, is that you need to leave the past in the past. Yeah. Okay. And that need, you have to move forward. He, he needs where he had a future, not just a past. Like that's I guess the I thing. was just accepting fate because and that's fair. because I was going like I don't know how many years does this dude have left. And how much would he love being in the past? Well, like, it, if they went a different route with the movie, they definitely could have done that and made it really well done. Mm-hmm. But it was just like the theme was not matching what he was trying yeah. to put down. Now, what I'll say is because uh, Helena does say like you would have changed the course of history. Mm-hmm. And even Harrison or even Indy does say like, yeah, I would have. <laughs> yeah. Would yeah. that be such a bad thing? I probably would have done it. Um, but I don't know. My, my view, viewpoint on it is kind of like it already I, happened if you're a historian <laughs> and you have a once in a lifetime chance to go back in time and just chill with archimedes you might want to take it <laughs> and that's fair what that you said um i don't know especially if i'm indiana jones i feel like i'd be more aware of the potential repercussions or something like that that's what i'm saying and even she points it out. She's like, you can't give him that. He has to make his own. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. Like, she's all of a sudden like, okay, guys, like we really, we can't fuck too much with this right. shit. <laughs> um, that was funny. Um, I did like that the kid was also like in the second plane. Yeah. Um, that was, I like that she was like, we're going to need an escape route. And it's not going to be that one. Like, because they would have been fucked if yeah. he wasn't. There was no, like, really nothing to do with that other guy that was in the plane. No, he just showed up, freaked out, and then they didn't even show him coming back. No, he did. He was there to actually fly the plane. Yeah. <laughs> because I guess they were like, it's not really believable if a kid flies a plane, I That's guess. That's fair. But um, I, I did I did find it funny. It's just, what a, what a thing to wake up to. Right, right. <laughs> she fucking decked him, man. Which is a very, that's what I was like, okay, so they're really trying to set her up for Indiana, mm. the next one. No, I'm talking about the dude that was in the kid's plane. Oh. What a, what a way to wake up. Oh, that'd be awful. You wake up, and you're going through a time rift, and you're in 2015 BC. Go back there to sleep. There are Roman catapult bolts going Just, just lay down. Yeah, back well, to sleep. Well, I was like, those are pirate ships, bro. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is way before our time. Yeah. Uh, I was I still... I, that's why I'm just kind of like, let up. what harm could he really it do? It could be good. <laughs> it's just the theme of the movie wasn't backing that up. That's fair. I'll give you that. Um, and I mean, then we got the great scene of him reuniting with Marion. Yeah. And I love that. Which we all love Marion Ravenwood. Every, yeah, she every is stellar. Best indie girl. Elsa's a close second, but... Oh, Elsa. Can we agree it's not Temple of Doom? It's not Elsa either. I like Willie Scott, uh, just because she's got that classic, like, oh my god, this chick is the worst. She's <laughs> yeah. crazy in the sack, dude. Yeah, like, she's got that fair. kind of energy, and I can get behind that, okay? She's very annoying But she's also bottom of the list. She is bottom of the indie girl list. It's very I mean, annoying. Can you agree Solomon is, like, second, is a real close second? <laughs> or first? Stala? Uh, so, not, I said Solomon. I was thinking of, um, fucking Librarian. 
his brother, or not his brother, his dad. Um, what's his name? Oh, uh, you're talking about companions. Yeah, like, like he's Henry he's Jones. the best indie girl that is an indie girl. <laughs> he's okay. my favorite personally. I, mean, I love yeah. Marion. I like that him and Indy become Eskimo brothers throughout yeah. the course of that movie. They both have sex with the same woman. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. I love that he's like she's she she's talks in her sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, but uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, and they try to like redeem her too, and I was like, she is not. You are a Nazi. She's a Nazi. You are not. <laughs> <laughs> she was hot and she's an Irish actress, so you know what? Uh, I let it slide. She dies, so it doesn't matter. That. That's, hilarious. Um, but that's I... the shit you don't do in movies nowadays, though. Because it'd be like, that's, I don't know, that seems real weird to have them be like Eskimo brothers, but really it's like, no, that's fucking that's funny. Hilarious. That's funny as shit. It's a good twist. It's. I love how pissed he is. He's like, you fucked her too. Also, that happens to people. It does. That's gotta happen to well, people. Well, there's think about like how many times you hear the story of like my best friend's girl. You know, so like, like Jessica that. exists, Stacy's mom exists. Like it's all. Yeah. But with your dad. Yeah, that's, that's the wrong. thing. It's a little wrong. That's what I mean. Dad. It's like though that stuff happens it's too. Great. It's gotta happen. So I'm just like, it's hilarious. I think it's funny. It's fair. She sleeps. She talks in her sleep. But yeah, we love Marion, and it was a it was a sweet moment between Indy and Marion getting to see them reunited again. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though we already did kind of get that, and yeah, there was Crystal's something goal. about this movie that, like, as soon as we get to the old Indy, it starts off with like they they've always just had an on again, off again mm-hmm. relationship. I don't know if you know this. They were married in at the end of the last one. Yeah, well, they they're getting divorced, <laughs> so I'm assuming that they yeah, got it's like it's literally like. They had the um, uh, problematic beginning. Then they, you know, they break off, and then they they're dating in Raiders, and then they break off, and then they get married in uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, mm-hmm. and and then they break off again, and now they're they're back together at this one. So I was like, man, so you guys just they made it. They, they did it well though, because I would I understand being like we lost a child. No, I understand. Like, that is, I understand that. that is rough. I'm just pointing out the no, no, how right. funny it is. That's the only way to like keep the plot. Yeah. Uh, but like in terms of I like that I feel like they no, handled that's the that way tastefully. Of keeping the status quo. Yeah. Right. But they handled it tastefully of being like, For hey, sure. he's they lost a child. Like that's something that's really yeah. hard to get. I mean, over. part of me would be like, I have Shia LaBeouf, but I mean, <laughs> hate Shia LaBeouf. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Uh, also plagiarist Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> All around wacky but guy. His name is Shia LaBeouf. How is he now? He hasn't done anything recently. No, he I was don't supposed think. to be in Don't Worry, Darling, but they booted him for right. Harry I think Styles the most recent thing Shia LaBeouf has done is like he got a big back tattoo or a stomach tattoo. Wild. It was Good like a full on, like this Good whole chest or whole back, I think. Sucks that he went crazy. I liked him. He did go crazy. I really liked him. He had a rough life. Go he, watch that movie, Honey Boy, if you ever want to find out. That's like, like his. He, didn't he make up some actually, of that story, never, though? I heard like he. Probably plagiarized. <laughs> I, I heard he made it. He like made it worse than it was. I'm not sure how true that is, but that's what I've I never heard. heard of this, actually. You no, know, yeah. Apparently, it's a very autobiographical movie yeah. where like he, his dad was this big abusive driving. Mm-hmm force oh, really? about why he even got into acting in the first place and never had a solid foundation as a human being and it's it's if you take it at face value it is a lot but mm-hmm. obviously it's Shia LaBeouf noted plagiarist noted noted wacky guy like it's I've heard it I heard a lot of it was fake and that's why I was like because I, I really wanted to see it when it first came out I was like oh this looks really good mm-hmm. and then I was like oh, I don't Look, we're all fans of a property that explains some of the weird shit that yeah. the person did right. I just I did recently watch baby J <laughs> oh uh, the John Mulaney special mm-hmm. recently um it's fun I like it 
Well, yeah, like the King of Staten Island, which taught you more about Pete Davidson's backstory. Right, like right. those, those can be really good and fun, and like give you a lot of input. And be like, okay, I can kind of see why you're such a wacky dude. Yeah, right. Um, you know, and Pete Davidson's definitely a wacky dude. Noted wacky uh, dude, Pete <laughs> Davidson. Yes, we we um, kind of completely skipped over the um the what are those called? I want to call them mopeds, but they're not mopeds. Oh, they're, the little three wheel carts. Yeah, like that action scene. That was such a good dra- action scene. They're like motorized rickshaws, right? I don't yeah. know what they're called, but Something sure. Like, we'll say rickshaws. Like a rickshaw. Yeah. Rickshaw yeah. sounds good enough for me. I like that bit. I think it's really funny. I like that it's just like it's jumping around so much. I love that it tells that every time he's like turn right, he turns left, and then yeah, he I still like that a lot. beats him there every single time. <laughs> Look, you don't, I, that whole time I was just like, you trust Indiana Jones on this? Yeah. Stuff. Well, he's because he's like, I know my fucking way around here. Yeah, he's like, like, get the fuck out of here. Or whatever. Which they, I liked. Were. I liked that they were like, he might be, he might, he has the right direction. He might not be as fast, but he has <laughs> his mind is there. Yeah. Right. And that's that's. That's the only thing he may have at the yeah, moment. Yeah, he's right. He, he, every time he's right and yeah. gets ahead. So I like it a lot. I think that that whole action scene was fun, and then I like um, I like just everything in the plane. Yeah, where he's just like he's just pun he's punching people. I love the fact that he once he realizes that he's got the math wrong, he just takes so much enjoyment mm-hmm. in it. Um, and and getting the um, uh, parachute with um, yes. Helena. Like I like that where it's just. You, Deck him. Just deck Mads Mickelson. <laughs> he takes a lot of things to the face in this movie. Yeah, he does. Yeah, even a plane crash. <laughs> yeah. And he gets a nice metal pipe straight across the yeah, casing. His head detached from his body. I've seen that bullshit. I've seen hereditary. I know what happens. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I, I haven't don't, either. But either way, wow. there is no way his head would still be on his body after that whack. Like mm. I felt that in my soul. Right. <laughs> Pretty good uh, special or makeup stuff on his burning flesh face yeah, i feel yeah yeah um, agreed. pretty good also just the i like the the real introduction to his character i'd say because we see him in the flashback is like he's just being racist towards the staff yeah i thought he was just gonna kill him and i was like Jesus i kind of thought that too but i was really just like you want to get the fuck out because he here. was like you people and i was like oh there yeah, we go like, oh god yeah where are you from and also that cia agent didn't give a fuck about her. Oh, I forgot about her. She My is point exactly. wasted in this. Wasted? She there... does have a great line, though, where it's after the horse uh, chase scene where she goes to Boyd Hallbrook and she's like, you trigger happy cracker. And I was like, what a sentence. I love that. Yeah, well, and like, here's my thing. Biggest, like, uh, what is it? Loose end in this movie. Indy okay. was framed for murder of multiple oh, yeah, people and never, the guy who did it, dead. In oh, yeah. 2015 in time, BC, in the past, so I don't know how he just got quitted. Um, but that's a great cool. plot hole I didn't think of. That's right. There's so a lot happens. In this they movie. didn't need to make it a frame for murder thing. No, because they, they he literally says he's already sad enough. Yeah, he's already said like all I care about is the dial. Yeah, so, like you don't have to make it a frame for murder like aspect of it. Because also, like, you just don't focus on it. I forgot all about exactly. the fact that he was right. he was framed for those murders. Whoops. Whoops! <laughs> also, the Anto- Antonio Bandera scene and That's the rough. let's talk about the eels. Yeah, she um, left him for dead a second time there. She did. <laughs> she I came also back, want to whatever. say because this was the obligatory snake scene. Yeah, they uh, look like snakes. No, they, they, don't. No, they no, don't. No, they don't. You know how I know? <laughs> didn't didn't bother me. <laughs> how, yeah. How did you handle the opening scene with all the snakes in the third movie? Oh, in the third movie, it did freak me out. I say, I was like, Brad hated this. Yeah, it freaks me out a bit. Um, anytime a snake is on screen, I I have like a real phobia of snakes. That's horrifying. My own little yeah. Indiana Jones over here. 
<laughs> Except without any of the adventures. <laughs> but also without the statutory rape. So that's, that's a fair. plus. Actually, good plus, Brad. I'll give you that one. But um but yeah, real uh, snake phobia, and that also did, that was kind of a down point. I don't know, it was weirdly a down point, but also a plus for me personally. I was just like, eels are not snakes. No, like that did not, not creep me out. It was just, I, I mean, maybe there was like a couple jump scares in it, but it was just like, no, this is not the no, same. It was fine. But I was also like, good. Yeah. <laughs> I paid money to watch this. I'd like to actually watch it. Poor hot guy, though. Who just got his fucking cable cut? Oh yeah, that's poor right. hot guy. He deserved better. Well, the whole crew got like yeah, killed. Yeah, but or like something. they just—that was a rough. That—that's my least favorite way to die. So. I like how Antonio Banderas went out. He went out fighting. <laughs> so sad. Yeah, yeah. So sad. But I like the—I like that whole thing too with uh, trying to trick him, and it's like we've got the dynamite. Mm-hmm. I also like the like she goes for the cigarettes. Like, can I have that? And he, Mads Mikkelsen character starts to like her i know she's he's like this is an interesting person this is fun but it's like oh no she betrayed me with mm-hmm. it okay i like it. that it's small things like that i enjoy you can tell we're getting into the parts of the movie that i did not see oh, I'm sorry. oh yeah what is the point in the movie where you like where you stop I, basically right after the whole like oh they just framed indy for murder thing like right as the adventure soon. really begins like i said it's like yeah. 50, it's a two hour and 20 minute long movie yeah, at it's least pretty long the, yeah it is so i was about 55 to an hour in when i I had to cut it and uh, so if you see me if you notice I'm a lot quieter during this one I'm taking in new information <laughs> you should I'm still learning. finish it I plan because it's to. pretty good I yeah. want to see it in actual theaters but right now the uh, money's just not there I understand I have that membership so I can just go that's awesome yeah. I gotta, I gotta get one of those too <laughs> yeah. Jealous. yeah I want to go see um Barbie at a Cinemark because or AMC because they have the special bucket too so I'm gonna oh pay for yeah home. I sent you that I was like yep. you're gonna have a Barbie bucket I'm just this is the only type of piracy that I think I do, which is I movie hop. And I will be movie hopping for Oppenheimer and Barbie. You bastard. <laughs> just check it and be like, okay, which seats are empty? <laughs> I'm literally just like not even worrying about that. I'm buying a ticket to Oppenheimer and then I'm just going to find a Barbie theater that's playing soon. <laughs> I'm walking in and sitting down. Fair enough. So that's that's what I'm doing. But uh, do do you have anything else to say? I think I'm good. Um, just for oh yeah, just for funsies. Yeah. Do you care if I run through my notes because I took them in kind of a, a fun little way? And it, it actually, like I said, it cuts off with Antonio Banderas, so that's that might be a more accurate representation of when I stopped watching the movie. Fair enough. Let's do it. Um. Okay. So starting off. They de-aged Indy, but not his voice. Nah. Um, used a rubber mask that they touched up. Very nice. Overall, opening sequence, pure classic Indy. Um, side note, the line, to the victor goes the spoils, that the Nazi says at That's the beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the sequence, when Indy said, like throws it right back in his face. Ooh, hard as fuck. That's I don't know. Notes. I don't know about that one. I, I, I thought that was great. I thought I, it was I didn't catch it, but so, I, I thought that was pretty funny. I, I heard it the first time, and it just anytime you, it's a very James Bond thing, which I know this is inspired by James and Bond. I'm a big James Bond fan. Admittedly. But anytime you like, you kill a person, and then you say Drop a one line after that, I'm yeah. kind of just like, who are you talking to? <laughs> That's fair. Um. Uh, then go we go to old man Indy screaming at the kids and their damn music. Mm-hmm. Mr. Jones, he's Dr. Jones to you. That really did bother me. It's like, That's come fair, on, pay some I... respect to the man, you bastard kids. He's doctor. Is it just those kids, though? Yes, it is. It is. Like, people at his work call him doctor still. Yeah. Um, exposition via college lecture. I really like that. We get, like, the whole plot set mm-hmm. up with Archimedes mm-hmm. and this deeper interest and connection to it through him 
giving this college lecture that literally no one cares mm-hmm. about. No one in the us. room is paying. Right. <laughs> I also really, I do like the idea that because that just, he kind of hates the moon landing. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't think he has anything against it really, but the idea that the students now aren't interested in it, he's just like, fuck this moon landing. Damn kids like moon more than they like old man history stuff. <laughs> there we go. Right there. Um, and then in his retirement party, he turns and like looks at everyone and says, "Thanks for putting up with me." That's really Harrison Ford speaking. <laughs> that is speaking that is, to everyone. That is the most Harrison Ford thing I, I think I've that. ever heard. No, it's it's anytime he's in an interview and they ask him a question and he's like, "I don't know what that you're talking about." Yeah, that's the most Harrison Ford thing. But but yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, and then the Helena Shaw heel turn where she's revealed as a con man is like, mm-hmm. "Oh, just in it for the money." We go from it belongs in a museum to it belongs in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> um, CIA lady, the wasted opportunity lady, uh, morally yeah. and ethically gray because CIA. I thought that was yeah. kind of interesting. Like the CIA and the FBI in the '60s were some shady fucks doing some morally ambiguous stuff. So mm-hmm. like, that that's added... so bad. I I spotted her from a mile away. I was right. like, okay, so you're the CIA person here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you got the fro. <laughs> right. You did. She's rocking '70s before '70s. She is. She looked great. Like Stellar, the actress, great. Like I think, yeah. like she played the part well. Had that great Writing, line about great. the happy trigger cracker. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that Fantastic. a lot. Fantastic. Uh, the next note is go back in time to kill Hitler? Question mark. Really love that as a plot device. Like I know it's silly because, uh, like, duh, going time travel to kill Hitler is like such a cliche idea. It's like, why? What's the first thing you do when you go back in time, and why is it kill Hitler? So like I thought that was funny seeing it in a big movie. Do you know, know do you know like what the actual plan was? Well, it was kind of to like to do it right. To do the right yeah. right. To to be the better Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> Which <much>. is stupid. <laughs> but it is a twist. Like I can't say we've seen that in another like kill Hitler plot point. I mean, yeah, in terms of like kill Hitler plots, it was a twist, but in terms of like villainhood, that was not a great reason to do it. <laughs> I am going to be the super Nazi. I think that's kind of the or that was at least the big thing for um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was that's the one without Nazis and a lot of people were going like where's the ha- Nazis? You gotta have indie, the Nazis are pretty. You gotta have indie fight Nazis. Yes. So I, I'll, I'll give you it's not the most like interesting or intelligent but it's it different. Yeah. That's fair. And then finally Antonio Banderas. Nice. He's pretty good in this. Yeah, yeah. he is. I liked him. Does, I, I was sad when he does died. Good job. Happy he shows up in things, you know? Like, I've loved him since Spy Kids. Yes. Oh, yeah. That is where I know him from. Exactly. Everyone, and you know, you see Desperado years later. You Zorro. Get, but yeah. it all starts. Puss in Boots. <laughs> this goes on and on. Yeah. More. X vs. Sever, if you've ever heard of that. There's a meme there. It's that um, it's that Dr. Doofenshmirtz thing where it's like, if I had a nickel for every time I played a swordsman with a hat that was voiced by Antonio Banderas, I'd have two nickels. Which isn't much, but it feels weird yeah, that it's happened twice. twice. Right, right, right. <laughs> Well, so, um, that's the end of Nick's notes. That's all I got there. Uh, notes this has been so. Nick Notes with <laughs> Seth and Brad. And yes. Nick. Uh... uh. But uh, with that, I think um, we are we are finished with our our review of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. If you would like to reach out to the show, you can do that at backtothepoint21 at gmail.com. We are on Instagram and Twitter at backtothepoint and on TikTok at backtothepointpod. If you'd like to reach out to us specifically, I am bombasticbrad1. Nick, would you like to plug your stuff? I don't feel like I have too much to plug, honestly. I'm a very low-key guy. I do have Instagram, but I don't 
advertise with it or anything. That's I, totally fair. I'm a very word word of mouth fella, at least right now. Maybe in the future, on a future episode, I'll have a little more substance, credentials, as you, as you put <laughs> at the beginning, to um to uh you know. I love how that wasn't intended to be like a, an insult, but it no. kind of turned into. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, hopefully in the future I'll have something worthwhile to plug. But right now, I'm just happy that you guys brought me on. Thank We're happy yeah, to have you here. Yeah, we love and, having guests, and he was talked very highly of you. Oh yes. well, that's very nice, Brad. You shouldn't have done that. Now he's got <laughs> entirely wrong expectations. Yes. Uh, <laughs> expectations are high, reality low. No, yeah. I'm kidding. I mean, uh, but Seth, your Instagram is plutonic.seth, like the planet. We're keeping Gus proud. Amen. And with that, we will leave you to be continued with Brad guesses the top ten list that Seth pulls out. Fun. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> See you next time. See you next time. Take it easy.